106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. All right, so there's a lot of people talking about the new trans spokesperson for Bud Light Beer, Dylan Mulvaney. Apparently to celebrate Dylan's 365th day as a woman, they've put Dylan's face on the can. Yeah, you know Dylan? The woman? Yeah. Personally, I think it'd be more appropriate to put David's face on some Pennzoil transmission fluid. Get it? What the hell? Hey Bud Light, my mom's been a woman for 23,725 days. You didn't put her face on a can. Rosa Parks ain't on a can. Mother Teresa ain't on a can. Joan of Arc ain't on a can. Mother Mary ain't on a can. And she gave birth to Jesus. Anyway, if you're one of the people boycotting Bud Light for partnering with Dylan, I'd like to congratulate you on joining the rest of the world who's been boycotting Bud Light ever since we discovered it's literally the most disgusting tasting beer known to man. But seriously, if you're one of the folks who's mad that the official spokesperson for Bud Light is now a trans person, take a look in the mirror. You're drinking light beer. You're halfway there yourself. When Mexico won its independence from Spain in 1821, Mexico's constitution legally joined Texas with Coahuila to form the state of Coahuila y Tejas. And the newly independent Mexican government counted, get this, approximately 3,000 Americans from the United States living illegally in Mexican Texas. And this was a major problem because there weren't enough Mexican troops to patrol the borders or keep out additional squatters. Mexican immigration reformers argued for legalizing the Anglo settlers, help them turn their loyalty towards Mexico. Mexican conservatives were very worried about assimilating Anglos into Mexican culture. And as a defense, they outlawed any religious practice outside Catholicism. Well, nine years later, they would change their minds completely because the United States wasn't sending their best. I had the first generation Prius in 2001. It looked like a Tylenol gel cap. I was always handing my keys to valets who were driving a better car than me. I had the first Tesla in 2010. And honestly, both these cars sucked. But both times I said to myself, okay, I'll take one for the team because I have a platform, so I'll do the right thing. And then everybody will follow. Every people will, nobody followed. In 2021, 80% of new vehicles weren't electric, weren't even hybrid. They weren't even cars. They were SUVs and trucks. That's what people want. In 1973, the share of global electricity generated by coal was 38%. You know what it was 46 years later in 2019, after all the talk and all the trying? 37%. You know what percentage of plastic gets recycled? Five. Five percent. Those blue bins that are everywhere, they're not full of bottles, they're full of shit. If I were to ever find out about a student's gender or pronoun preference, that I was to withhold that from parents. I said, are you asking me to lie to parents? And they said, yes. How did we allow things to get so bad that a teacher isn't allowed to tell a parent what's going on with their child at school? It is disturbing how many schools are becoming woke indoctrination camps. This is exactly why we created the Parent Action Guide, giving parents the tools to protect their children and to hold officials accountable. Sunny Hostin went, she, I think she went to Binghamton uh, undergrad and she went to Notre Dame Law School, which is a great law school. Her son right now is at Harvard. That son she wants us to think is sitting there oppressed 
who she's got to fight on behalf of because America is so awful to him. They're educating him right now at Harvard University. And Jason, would you take a look at this? Because I'm going to guess, I haven't been to your house down in Tennessee, but I'm going to guess it doesn't look like this. This is Sonny Hostin's home in this shitty country that she can't stand that doesn't treat black people like Sonny well. She let People Magazine feature <laughs> her home. Look at this dump. This country sucks. <laughs> it, she went to Notre Dame Law School. She makes millions on The View. Her son's at Harvard. I'm sure her daughter's at private school on her way to some Ivy League. This is where Sonny lives. And F off, America. I can't stand how you've kept us all in chains. That's her messaging. to No Hostages Radio, episode 212, to arrive on April 21st, 2023. Thank you for listening tonight, and um, just got out of a Freedom Co. meeting, if you know what that is. If you live around this area in Northern California, you might know about Freedom Coalition Network, started during the COVID uh, fraud and uh, so if you want to check, check our website, you can go to freedomco.net. And uh, whether you live here or not, maybe you live in another state, you can benefit from, from the information that's on there that is uh, general information. Most of it is, <clears throat> except for local government contacts. But uh, you could benefit from 80, I'd say 80% of the site. You, you could uh, use it in any of the states of the union. So... Uh, freedomco.net is it so we have a, a twice monthly meeting to organize and become aware and active uh, on the uh, the overreach of government in our community we're in yuba sutter counties and up here in northern california if that's uh, i don't expect uh, those folks in other states to know the counties of california there's 58 of them and uh, Northern California is really a different state than Southern California. We don't have uh, a bad attitude about the Southern folks. They just have different needs down there and different desires. And uh, we do it same way up here. So uh, you can listen to us uh, again. If you want to listen to this again or an old podcast, you can go to uh, nohostagesradio.com. That's our website where all our podcasts are uh, rested over there and uh, you may have found us or just got a referral or seen something where you saw this uh, name and and just probably searched it on your podcast source and so however you got to us we're happy uh, there is a email you can reach me at if you'd like to communicate with me it's just at lou l-o-u l-o-u at nohostagesradio.com nohostagesradio.com and just add Lou at the at sign and you'll you'll get me if you want to send me any information or you want to chat with me uh, by uh, writing that would be the way to do it if you want to talk to me or text me 
call me at 530-713-1838. That's 713-1838. I will mention that again when I talk about a project we're doing here before the second hour's out. I'll mention it again. So, uh, yeah, those are easy ways to get a hold of me. Also on that website, nohostagesradio.com, there's a live button that you could click and you can listen to the live show that that, uh, appears on Saturday morning left coast time it starts at 10 a.m and ends at one so you could click on that and uh and you if you're listening on your phone or whatever it's going to come over that you can listen live to the live show so obviously this is recorded so uh i think that's it i think that's all we need to really say i wanted to mention uh a couple quotes i saw this week that that uh inspired me So from 1819, John Marshall said, an unlimited power to tax involves necessarily a power to destroy because there is a limit, there is a limit beyond which no institution and no property can bear taxation. I mean, there's a limit where you just say, can't do no more. That's John Marshall, 1819. And then Samuel Adams in 1776 said, if you love wealth better than liberty, and a lot of Americans love wealth more than liberty, lots of Americans, sadly to say, or sad to say, if you love wealth better than liberty, the tranquility of servitude, then the animating contest of freedom, he says, go from us in peace. In other words, leave us. We don't want you. I said the same thing about people that are complaining about their salaries and and just I want more and more and more and more. <coughs> You're just like hogs at the at the trough. I just said, leave, go, leave, go somewhere else and get a better price. That's what it's all about for you. He says, freedom. He said, go from us in peace. Leave. May your change chains sit lightly upon you and may posterity forget that you were our countrymen. I say that all the time. In fact, at the meeting just an hour ago, I said, I am so sick of, of government employees complaining about their lot in life and they're getting paid one, two, three times as much as, as their uh, contemporaries in similar skilled jobs. But they just think of themselves as, oh, I'm not appreciated. They sound like welfare recipients. They said, please quit and go somewhere else. Run for office somewhere else. Quit your job and take another job. Please leave. Yes, I don't appreciate you. I think think you're overpaid and underperforming. Leave, please. I just saw a despicable thing, a post of... It was last year when at River Valley High School, which is a part of the Yuba City Unified School District, the superintendent of the Yuba City Unified School District, Superintendent Osumi, Doreen Osumi, did not like a prank or a fundraiser that the football team put on that uh, portrayed a fundraiser as a slave auction And so she got so upset because she's very woke. And, of course, she had to just throw a tizzy. I don't know whether she's on her uh, change of life or what she's on. But she threw a big fit, and she said, Therefore, because you're so rude as high school kids, because you're so rude, we're canceling the whole football season. 
I don't know why she just didn't castrate all the boys. So this week on Facebook, a picture of this lady, young lady, with no underwear, blue jeans, unzipped and slipped down on her low hips so you could almost see her pubic area. And then her, I don't know what she had on as a top, but it just covered her nipples and it showed the bottom of her breasts. And she was at some kind of, of a, an event at Yuba City High School. And that's, again, I was just mentioning River Valley, but Yuba City High is under the same superintendent, Woke Doreen Woke Osumi. So there's a picture on Facebook. It was just sent to me tonight. I saw it on Facebook, and I just, ah, I can't even believe that's true. So I asked, it, I asked an employee of, a, of a, a neighboring school system. She said, oh, yeah, my relative sent me a copy of this. So this gal named Chrissyann Rock, she got three cross tattoos on her face, one for each abortion she had by Blueface. So anyway, they were they were strutting her stuff at some sort of a rally at Yuba City High School. Now I wonder, since we can't we can't fire the football team for the season, could we just tell all the freshmen to go home? Or the super their uh, sophomores to go home? Can we cancel the whole school year, Doreen? So anyway, the uh I don't know who the principal is over there, but he wrote this. They're called the Yuba City Honkers. Good afternoon, Honker family. On Friday, an unapproved performance at a school rally. Okay, there's a rally. It's in the gym. Occurred. Now, you would think if the, the principal of the school would be very aware of any rally coming up, even if he couldn't be on campus, right? And who was going to be there? And he would have vetted her or him. Wouldn't you? If you're getting almost $200,000 a year, wouldn't you think that's your job? Individuals did not follow the YCHS approval protocols for guest speakers, presentations, rallies, and assemblies resulting in the unfortunate situation. This, I, I understand this is on YouTube. I'm going to go look at it. The YCHS administrative staff is responsible for ensuring that guests at our school support the values of our district and community. I apologize that this was not the case. I think the guy should be fired. If we're going to shut down the football season, how can we allow a principal to remain in office when he when when he's not overseeing the activities that he's responsible for? He did not do his job. We have a nude girl strutting abortion and whatever else she was talking about at the event. She says he says as the school's principal. I believe that our students deserve nothing but the most positive learning environment. Therefore, I will ensure that protocols are followed. Oh, I thought you're supposed to ensure that, boss. I thought you're supposed to ensure that that was your job, not after it happens. These guys are always cutting a fat hog for themselves. Where was Superintendent Osumi? Where was she? She should resign. The principal should resign. Therefore, because I blew it so bad and you're going to accept my apology, but they, they wouldn't accept the kid's apology. They canceled the football season. The only football season they're ever going to have at that age. 
One screw up, you're out, baby. Zero tolerance. But oh no, for the big dogs, the superintendent is getting 200000 plus a year. The principal's getting almost $200,000. Oh, we just forgive them. Oh yeah, second chance, third chance, fourth chance. So he says, as a school's principal, I believe that our students deserve nothing but the most positive learning environment. Oh yeah, yeah, that's up for, dis- that's up for debate. Therefore, I will ensure that protocols are followed and all guests invited to our campus are vetted through these protocols to ensure this positive environment. Your child's safety and welfare are my number one priority. What a lie. This guy's a liar, a total liar. If he believed this, he would have vetted this woman. He would have watched over this woman. The sign off would have come across his desk. He would have seen pictures of her nudity. Please feel free to contact me directly with any questions. Why did we contact the school with any questions? You, know, you, get, you get stonewalled. You get stonewalled. These people are honest. These people are not honest people. They're not the kind of people you want to trust your life with. They're dishonest. They're frauds. They're woke. They're, they're frauds. They're faux principles. F-A-U-X. They're faux superintendents. They don't take responsibility. Now he says he's going to take responsibility. What do you mean now? It already happened. What are you going to do after the rape happens? You're going to get the next rape boss? Unbelievable. Gals basically looks like she's just ready to pull off her pants and get, get knocked up. She's showing the bottom half of her breasts. The bottom half. Not cleavage. She's showing the bottom half. You know something, people, this is so ridiculous. Nothing is going to happen to that principal. Nothing is going to happen to Doreen Sumi. It all, they always jerk the kids around. You can get molested over there at Yuba city high school. Nothing happened. Nobody happened. Oh, you bring it up to a principal from years ago. Oh, I don't even remember that happening. He ignored some gal getting molested by one of the teachers. Oh, I, 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 I don't ever remember that coming across my desk. They don't remember anything. These super, these superintendents and principals, they got amnesia. They got dementia. They got Alzheimer's. They cannot do their job. And they, then they send out some deal, some letter, and expect everybody to just be okay with it after it's already done. The toothpaste dude is out of the tube and you can't get it back in. And now you said, oh, well, now we're going to vet everybody. Protocols weren't followed. Weren't followed by whom? Why don't you take some personal responsibility? Nowhere in here said it's all my fault. Why don't you take responsibility? You're the principal of the school. Nowhere. You know, we, these woke people don't take any responsibility. It's all, oh, yeah, it's climate change. Oh, yeah, it's warming. It's cooling. It's warming. It's climate change. The planets weren't lined up. Oh, something happened. It's not my fault. Somebody, it's a protocol. No apologies. Please feel free to call me. What a waste of time. You tried to call any of these government officials? They just bullshit you. They're bullshitters. Come on. Let's stand together for the education of our children. You're kidding me, right? That he ends by, let's stand together for the education of our children. You send your kids, and they claim that while the kids are there, they are under their auspices, their parenting. They're, they're parenting in substitution for you. And they got it, and they're safe. Oh, they're really safe. 
and then they roll this babe, right? And I, I was talking, one of the gals at the meeting tonight was that black lady. And she said, Lou, they're promoting a caricature. Of this, is, this is like a black babe in America today, this gal, promoting that to the kids. And it's not true. It's a caricature of black, of a hustle, a little, a prostitute, a hooker. She's a hooker. She's loose. Anybody want any? You can probably get some afterwards. Roll those high school boys out there. You know, it was interesting years ago at River Valley High. Some guys were rowdy in the stands. And when one of the volleyball players, or one of the female volleyball players rolled over to pick up the, the, the loose ball, got out of the, uh, the game and rolled over to the stands. She went over to pick it up to get the ball back into play. The boys surrounded her when she bent over and acted like they were going to do her from behind. And you know something? They didn't do anything about those boys. They didn't throw them out. They didn't cancel their season, whatever season they had. They didn't expel them. They didn't apologize. They didn't do jack. These people are such frauds. Running our public edge, our government, it's not public education. It's government education. It's government propaganda and dogma. These people do not deserve, they do not have the ability to oversee your kids. These are the kids, these are the people said, oh yeah, leave Johnny with me. And then they, they get high or get stupid and the kid gets hit by a car. Oh, well, I'll do better next time. I, we didn't follow protocol. This guy nowhere says it's entire. This guy would show me some class. Maybe it's a woman. And said, you know, this is entirely my fault. I'm the principal. I'm supposed to vet people, make sure that they're vetted. I'm supposed to look over the contract. I'm supposed to see who these people are. This guy didn't take any time to look at this woman. If this guy admits that he looked at this woman and who she was and looked at her photos, supposedly she's on TikTok. We're rolling in TikTok people. Unbelievable to our schools. Why? Is this going to improve? Oh, we're all, we're in. Oh, what's he say? We want we want to have quality education. Oh, really? The children's safety and welfare are my number one priority. Didn't seem like it, partner. It didn't look like it. Doesn't look like it to me. You, you're a joke. You are a joke, man. You ought to just resign. Go get a job at Walmart greeting people. Maybe you do. Maybe you you could vet and be hired over there. We want a positive learning environment. Really? Why don't you, you show porn on the, on your computers over there at the school boss? Unbelievable. You guys are so classless. You got no class Doreen Asumi. You were tacky. You're not woke. You are tacky. You can't do your job. You can't even get your bosses underneath you to, to vet people for goodness sakes. How many times do you have a spirit rally or whatever you want to call it an assembly, whatever you want to call it to rally the troops, do good, do good on the test, do good in the, in the sporting event. How many of those do you have a year? You can't get one, right? You can't get them all right. A hundred percent. You can't bat a thousand. Some of them, you just, Oh, well, some of them just don't come out right. Oh, really? Really? You wouldn't do that if you went to your local restaurant, your local McDonald's. If the burger wasn't right, you'd send it back. 
We need a new superintendent. We need a new principal. This is unacceptable. I'm amazed. I was shocked. Somebody, it popped up on my Facebook feed. I thought, no way. I'm not even going to accept this. I'm not accept this as truth. This girl was allowed at a rally. This is crazy. Somebody told me tonight, well, I think she's a former graduate. I said, well, what about the former graduates that have killed people? How about the former graduates that are heroin dealers or fentanyl dealers? How about the former graduates that are molesting children? Why don't we have them all back? Really? That's what we want to do? I thought, oh, my God. She used to go to school there, maybe? That even makes it worse. This babe looks like a ghetto mama. She's slinging it. She's posting her abortions on her face. Unbelievable. This gal's confused. She's in need of intervention and you, you, you toasted her up. You polished her off and rolled her out as, as the person, our icon. Follow her. She's like somebody we want to look up to. Got her. She just, she's one finger away from getting onto her vagina. He's one finger away. I'm going to expose all the way down. Really? We'll be right back. You can fool some people sometimes, but you can't fool all the people all the time. Say, now you see the light. What you going to do? Stand up by your released a video of a supposed Pfizer executive saying that the company is mutating the COVID-19 virus so that they could make more money on vaccines. Then Pfizer, the pharmaceutical giant, responded to the claims on Friday, saying that it does not fund gain-of-function research. And we have that statement from Pfizer, if we could put that up. Pfizer has not conducted gain-of-function or directed evolution research. We have conducted research where the original SARS COVID-2 virus has been used to express the spike protein from new variants of concern. Well, Utah Senator Mike Lee is not buying it. He is tweeting out that Pfizer is like Pinocchio. And here's what he said on Sunday Morning Futures. Watch. What I don't see Pfizer saying is, we never did gain-of-function research on COVID anywhere ever, ever in connection with anything. You take away the qualifiers, it becomes a little disturbing, and we need more direct answers. I can't think of an incident, Tucker, that reveals more vividly the real function of our nation's largest media corporations than what just happened here. If you're a real journalist, somebody who's devoted to transparency, bringing, shining a light on the most powerful government actors when they lie to the American people and informing the public, you would be celebrating this person who stepped forward and risked his security to show his fellow citizens that the government was lying about this incredibly important war with a nuclear armed power that we have actual troops deployed on the ground in Ukraine. There's going to be no diplomatic resolution throughout at least 2023 that's Zelensky is planning on using our weapons to strike deep into Russia, which we were told would never happen, risking escalation. He did the job of what journalists claim to do, which is showed the public the truth. If you work for the intelligence agencies, you would be furious at this person. You would hate him because he revealed that you just lied. He exposed the truth about what you were doing. What's amazing is the New York Times, the Washington Post, all the people who were at that Pentagon briefing today 
think the way the CIA and the Pentagon think. They hate this person. It was the New York Times and the Washington Post that did the FBI's work and found the leaker and led the FBI to him. They're demanding that he be punished. They're demanding that the government clamp down and keep things more and more secret. What kind of journalist would ever do that, would want to see a leaker exposed and punished and then demand that the government keep even more secrets? But that is what this, these, these media corporations are there to do. They love leaks when the CIA and Homeland Security tell them to leak. That's when they disseminate propaganda to the public, like they did during the Trump years when they leaked the transcript between Michael Flynn and Ambassador Kislyak, the most serious kind of leaking crime. The Washington Post did that. Nobody looked for that leaker. Nobody cared. Everybody cheered because it served the interests of the security state. But when it comes to transparency that undermines the agenda of these agencies and that proves to the American people what the truth is, it's amazing that these journalists are on the side of the government and will actually hunt down the leaker and demand that he be punished even more. I just don't understand how any journalist could collaborate in hiding the fact that we're in a direct hot war with Russia. Maybe you support that, maybe you don't. But how could you hide something that significant, the most significant fact of our generation from the public? How could you do that? It, the only answer is that you don't actually have a journalistic mindset, that you far more identify with your, with your job as working for the government than working for the American people. If you look at the history of the most important journalism stories, it's exactly insiders like Daniel Ellsberg sees that the government is lying to the American people about the war in Vietnam, saying we're winning, when in reality, privately, they're saying we're losing. And he goes and he shows the, the, the American people the truth. Or Edward Snowden, who heard James Clapper falsely deny the NSA was spying on American people. He had the evidence in his hand and he risked his security to show the truth. Same things WikiLeaks did. This is what you celebrate in journalism. Our journalists, meaning the media corporations, hate this because they actually work for their government. That is their true allegiance. You have to defend truth tellers. You cannot abet lying if you have an entire country based on lies. It just does not end well. You have to tell the truth, I think. You're certainly a living example of that. Glenn Greenwald, thank you very much. Baby, do you understand me now? Sometimes I feel a little mad. But don't you know that no one alive can always be an angel? When things go wrong, I seem to be bad. All right, I was, I was talking to uh, Will Fanning today, Will Fanning from All Power Services, and uh, he is busy, and he has a, uh, a lady that works for him part-time doing bookkeeping and accounting for him, office work, and she is having a time with her physical, she's got some physical problems, and uh, he is looking for a great, uh, honest, uh, she didn't, you have to work with the public a lot, but you just have to keep all the things intact, send out some invoices, deposit some money, keep track of things, do the office, right? So if you're interested in a part-time job, you give me a shout, okay? And uh, I'm going to give, I'm going to give his a number for uh, if you need any of your power equipment or your truck or your car or your off-road stuff or your recreational stuff like the, like the jet skis and all that kind of stuff. Or if you got a weed eater, 
you know, any kind of power equipment or vehicles, they work on them over there. All power services. You get it? So you can make arrangements by calling or texting him at 530-844-0347-844-0347. If you would like to hook up over there, why don't you text me at 530-713-1838. And uh, this start off about 16 hours a week, four, four days a week, four hours a day. And uh, they, they work seven days a week, but that's all he really needs. But when they move to their new shop, it's probably going to be a full-time gig. But if you're looking for some part-time work uh, and maybe you're wanting to help make ends meet and you know a little bit about how to do that, uh, give me a shout at 530-713-1838 and I'll hook you up. So if you need your uh, any of your equipment repaired, uh, 1469 Stewart Road is where they're located out just south, just a little bit south of Yuba City off Highway 99, the big, the big uh, thoroughfare up and down the state of California, all the way to the Mexican border, up to the Oregon border. All power services, that's the people. Also, I want to give a shout-out to Allen's Auto Body, Kevin and Kerry Clark, and they're at Tea Garden and Sutter, bright yellow, canary yellow building, easy to find in Yuba City. If, you, if your car's been in a fight or just you're just driving along and something breaks, so you get in there, hook up your seatbelt, and it's broken. It won't, it won't work right. Or something about something isn't working right. They can fix it uh, in terms of auto body and all the, all the parts that, that make your car work, right, electrical or whatever. Allen's Auto Body at 530-671-1057. That's a landline, so you have to dial that up, 671-1057. All right. I want to mention also that uh, I've been uh, trying to inform you of some Facebook sites that are very informative. They're news Facebook sites, and they're news about the Yuba Sutter area specifically. And uh, so one is Sutter County say no to new taxes because we use that to fight a uh, tax, Measure A, and we defeated it. It was to add 1% sales tax to all the uh, purchases in Sutter County. We defeated it last election. Sutter County say no to new taxes, and it's a Facebook site. Please watch that. Also, uh, there's going to be uh, – Sutter County said they're going to put another – same, same tax, going to put right up back on the ballot. They're just going to keep coming at us till we give up. Don't give up, people. We pay enough taxes. And also Yuba College Bond is another uh, uh, Facebook site. It's called Yuba College Bond, B-O-N-D, hashtag five, or the number hash five, uh, the number, the new numeric, and not the, the write-out, just the number, put the, the uh, hashtag and then, num, then five, and then vote no, hash, hyphen vote no. So those two sites are going to keep you dialed in. They're threatening to put another bond on the uh, on the the ballot, Yuba College, and I'm going to talk about them in just a minute. And then also, if you want to go to Live with Lou, that's another uh, that's a Facebook site I have for my live show, and there's some posts over there. Some of the posts would be similar to the other ones uh, because we have them linked together. And I also just want to, I stated it earlier, freedomco.net, that even if you don't live in California, that site is going to be universal to the challenges we're facing in the United States of America. Uh, and it will have some local stuff as well, but you can just, uh, you know, it's kind of like eat the chicken, spit out the bones. All right. Um, oh, where are we here? Okay, 
I want to read, uh, this is John Kupal's article uh, from the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association. Howard Jarvis are the amazing people that, uh, that have been fighting taxes in California since the 70s. Since 19, actually it started after 1978 when Prop 13 was passed and it saved us hundreds of millions of dollars. When I say us, I mean folks that own property in the state of California. It has changed the way we do business and property around here. Well, unfortunately, we have a, a representative, James Gallagher, who says he's a conservative, but he actually endorsed Prop 19, which resurrected the death, death tax. That means when people die, they come in and reassess their property and charge the, the people inheriting that property a gargantuan amount of money. And many times it's so high that people have to sell the property, maybe their phone, the home they were raised in, the business that supported them, the farm they were raised on. They have to sell it just to pay off the gruesome taxes. James Gallagher is a fraud. Uh, oh, people love him around here. He could probably just not even show up to work ever, and they'd vote him in because they just, they're so deceived by this guy. He claims to be a Republican, but he is a Democrat. That's what he is. So uh, Kupal says, I got hit by a car last year while riding my bicycle, but not just any car. It was a remote control car being operated by a teenager in my neighborhood who directed the miniature missile right through a stop sign. And while not as large as a real automobile, it weighed about 10 pounds. It was heavy and fast enough to knock my bike out from under me and turn my back wheel into something resembling a fortune cookie. Surprises can be nasty, and some surprises are far more serious than a broken bike and a mild case of road rash. Under the category of very serious surprises is what happened to what's happening to California families who, while grieving the loss of a family member, are shocked to see massive increases in property taxes from inherited homes and other real estate. It started back in November 2020 when voters narrowly passed Prop 19, which repealed an important taxpayer protection from the California Constitution that taxpayers have relied on. The passage of Prop 19 had the effect of resurrecting the death tax on property that voters had eliminated back in 1986. Since Prop 19's passage, just to all you people that are Gallagher lovers, call me up, text me, and tell me how, how he helped us here. Since Prop 19's passage, thousands of families have personally encountered the unwelcome and cruel return of the death tax, which is triggered on the date of passing of the last surviving parent, or in some cases, grandparent. Their home or small businesses reassess the current market value, and then their children or grandchildren who inherit the property are shocked to see a massive increase in the property tax bill. The resurrection of the death tax upended the long-established law concerning the transfer of property between parents and their children. Because Prop 19, many families are now faced in it into the unwanted sale of a family home or rent rental housing property because they cannot afford the property taxes. Moreover, the impact on, on minority communities has been especially bad. The cogently stated, but by, uh, as cogently stated at, uh, by Edwin Lombard, president and CEO of the California African American chamber of commerce. He says, Edwin Lombard says, quote, for black families, home ownership is a primary means of building generational wealth and upward mobility. And small business 
development is often financed through a home's equity. If we do nothing, the racial wealth inequity in California will only get worse, end of quote. For those who think that Prop 19, Kupal says, only hurts those who inherit property, guess one more time. It's been very bad news for tenants as well. The death tax is contributing to upward pressure on rents because the passing of mom-and-pop landlords triggers the reassessment of buildings to current market value. That means that the big increase in property taxes as much as 400% will have to be passed along to the tenants, whether the owner's children decide to keep the property or are forced to sell it. If the housing units are under rent control, the building could be sold and demolished, the property converted to some other use. Since it became law, the damage inflicted by Prop 19 is only getting worse and taxpayers are calling for change. For that reason, the Howard Jarvis Taxpayers Association is supporting Senate Constitutional Amendment Number 4 by Kelly Say Yarto of Murrieta. It doesn't have. Where's Where's our friend uh, uh, James Gallagher? Nothing. He just crickets. This proposal would restore the taxpayer protections that would allow for intergenerational transfer of properties without triggering massive tax bills. Taxpayers, voters, and property owners and tenants who wish to restore the original protection for inherited properties need to contact their legislators. Contact old golden boy James Gallagher, the Irish man. He shows up when there's when there's money to be had. Fundraisers, he's right on it. Can't show up to knock down the COVID fight, but he can show up when there's cash. Need some cash to be down there in Sacramento. SCA four will be heard in the California legislature this week. Look up the names and contact information of your. You think James is going to come out against nineteen? Or against SC4? I think he's going to, I don't think he's going to support SC4. Old James, he's a Democrat. He is a, he's a wolf in sheep's clothing. I like this meme. It says this. Joe Smith started the day early, having set his alarm, his alarm clock made in Japan for 6 a.m. While his coffee pot made in China was perking, he shaved with his electric razor made in Hong Kong. He put on a dress shirt made in Sri Lanka, designer jeans made in Singapore, and tennis shoes made in Korea. After cooking his breakfast in his new electric skillet made in India, he sat down with his calculator made in Mexico to see how much he could spend today. After setting his watch made in Taiwan to the radio made in India, he got in his car made in Germany, filled it with petrol from Saudi Arabia, and continued his search for a job. At the end of yet another discouraging and fruitless day checking his computer made in Malaysia, Joe decided to relax for a while. He put on his sandals made in Brazil, poured himself a glass of wine made in France, and turned on his TV made in Indonesia, and then wondered why he can't find a good-paying job in America. Just something to think about when guys like James Gallagher is trying to take away the protections we have of proposition 13. So you tell whoever you want to call down there in Sacramento that you support SCA four. You want that. You want your protections back. Some people call themselves a, com, a, a conservative, but really they're a communist. They just want to, like, 
take everybody's money every time. You know, you think about it. How many years of sweat and tears go into buying a paying for a building or a piece of property or whatever business real estate? And you paid taxes on all your income and you paid taxes on everything. Every time you repaired the building, upgraded anything, you had to buy products and windows and remodeling and roofing. You paid tax, 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 tax. Property taxes, payroll taxes, sales taxes. And then when you die, instead of letting your family build some wealth, you you tax the crap out of them. It's disgusting. It's evil. You know, James goes to church. The Bible calls it evil to rip people off like this. Evil. I don't care how, how much you pray or how much communion take. It's evil. So uh, I got a printout here from the California Department of Water Resources that starts in early. It's talking about the acre feet of water. Starts out about two uh, February sixteenth, two thousand twenty-three, and it goes down to mid April. Uh, it's covering a couple months. Okay, it, it's going to tell you how how many acre feet. I want to make a point here. It's, they keep track of how much water is coming out of California and where it's going. So it says you're looking, Christy. Diener wrote this, said, you are looking at the two months worth of Delta outflows into the Pacific Ocean. If you're not from California, this is a Sacramento Delta that runs out into the San Francisco Bay and merges with the Pacific Ocean. Okay. They measure how much water is going through there. And then they, they have it diagrammed here by day by day by day. Up, you know, up and down, up and down, up and down. You're looking at two months worth of Delta outflows into the Pacific Ocean, totaling 9,043,136 acre feet. Or converted to gallons, it's 2.9 trillion gallons. It's almost enough to supply us through four dry years. This is in 60 days, folks. If that was stored, if, if that was being stored, that would take care of entire California for four dry years if we went through a big drought. This outflow is ex- exponentially greater than what is necessary to prevent saltwater intrusion, a necessity in which no water user disagrees. 300,000 acre feet of outflow in the last two months would have satisfied this and kept just 300,000 feet. But there were 9 million feet and just 300,000 feet of outflow in two months would have kept the salt water at, at in the bay and not coming up in the river she says christy says if 40 million people conserve 15 percent of their water use every day in 2022 the savings equal 571,000 acre feet not very much compared to what we're talking about Because the people aren't the big user of the water. You know, the big user of the water is the government is sending it out to the ocean. The farmers are not the biggest user of the water. 15.8 times that amount of 15.8 times 571,000. That amount was lost to the sea in the last 60 days alone. 
the actual water saved in storage behind a reservoir was zero. California water managers managers are the biggest water wasters. Not you, not me, not the farmers. The California water bureaucrats are the big wasters. Then they turn around and tell the people like you and me, homeowners, that we're in a drought. You're, you know something? If you're making $100,000 a year and you're misspending your money and you're broke, that is not because you not have enough money. You just mismanaged it. Our water, our water bureaucrats are causing, they're creating a, a man-made drought. Even one of the wettest years on record. The person, Christie says, we cannot conserve our way into water abundance because we never wasted our way into water scarcity to begin with. We managed our way into water scarcity. They want to make everything scarce because they don't. The extreme environmentalists do not want us on this planet, folks. You got if, if you're not getting that message, you're just totally confused all the time. Because there is plenty of water in California, even with, do you know that there were all kinds of dams on the drawing board that they stopped building them in the 1970s? They haven't, we've doubled our population since the 1970s, but have not conserved or built any more reservoirs to catch all this wonderful water that they just go into the sea. It's just like cooking a big dinner and throwing it in the garbage. That's what that's going on every single day, day after day after day after day after day. We're talking about 60 days of water that could have been conserved and and uh, taken us through four drought, super dry years. Don't believe people. They're lying to you. They are ripping us off, uh, coming and going, as the saying goes. All right, we're we're down to almost our second segment. We're going to do six total segments tonight. We're down to the second one. And uh, I just wanted to give a uh, shout-out to Thrifty Rooter. I sent somebody over to them this week. They called me and said, Lou, I got trouble, trouble, trouble. Help me, help me, help me. And so I called them back. I told them what to do. They called back. I said, did it handle? They give me a thumbs up. Thrifty Rooter. You can go to thriftyrooter.net. And find out all the things they do. They respond quickly to solve your plumbing problems. You can go on five three, call them five three zero six seven three eight two zero one six seven three eight two zero one, and they will solve your problem. You can go on to thriftyrooter.net to see all the amazing things that they can do for you, even solve your septic tank problems. So, give them a call. They will get there and straighten your lines out. She had a water leak under her toilet or something like that, and she said. All better now. All, all, I'm happy camper. Okay. We'll be right back and we'll do our third segment. Okay. disgusting people are doing it's vandalism that's what it is vandalism they are getting filling foam from places like tool station 669 and they are vandalizing 
the cameras that the Mayor of London is trying to put up in order to police the ULEZ zone, the ultra-low emission zone that he's planning to expand to, well, pretty much anywhere near the back arse end of London and beyond. People are vandalising his cameras. Certain places, every single camera that's been put up has been sprayed with this filling foam, 669 tool station. And I think it's abhorrent. You know, just because, just because you think you've got the freedom to drive your car. <laughs> probably a diesel or a petrol car. I mean, you probably think that's okay. Not like me because I drive a Tesla. Just because you think you want to have the freedom to drive your car and you don't want to pay £25 a day to do your job as a cleaner or maybe work for the NHS. And just because maybe you disagree with the Muslim mayor of London, who's only four foot two and used to be a lawyer for Islamist terrorists, that does not give you the right to vandalise these cameras using filling foam from tool station at 669. It's despicable. You people need to be a lot more compliant. Go and hoist your NHS flag. Go and hoist your Ukraine flag. Make yourself smaller. Eat bugs. Do not drive your car. Be tiny. Do not fight for freedoms. Fight to be, fight to be more compliant and smaller and more bitter. Be in the dark. Suck on a bug's ass. And stop spoiling these cameras by getting filling foam from places like Tool Station, other retailers are available 669 terrible hey guys I don't think the whole build back better thing is working and we don't have to make America great again but can we at least make America not a communist third world country charading as a democracy overrun by radical genderless psychopaths led by a feeble old man suffering from dementia who's ushering us into World War three again I mean, I'd settle for that at this point. Just think about it. Hi there. Thank you so much for joining this press conference today. My name is Christina Withersby, and I represent the Let Them Run campaign. Let's get started. Most of you are sadly unaware that there is a population of cheetahs out there that now identify as horses. And I would like to proudly announce today that these cheetahs, who are now horses, have requested to compete against horses in American horse racing. Yes, traditionally speaking, horses do top out about 55 miles per hour, while cheetahs can top out right around 75 miles an hour. But these cheetahs now identify as horses and are horses. So horses now top out around 75 miles per hour. And these now horses would like to have a seat at the table, and I think they're entitled to that. And I would just like to state that the Biden administration is in full support of the Let Them Run campaign, as well as Megan Rapinoe. Megan, would you, would you like to say a few words? Come on up, come on up. Oh yeah, thank you, thank you for having me. Um, gosh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm in complete support of cheetahs which are now horses they're horses okay uh competing in horse racing i i don't know why anyone would even have an issue with the let them run campaign i mean i don't know i just don't know how anyone could have a problem with this you know i don't know let them run like let them run right just let them run let them run i mean 
Who is opposed to running? Whoever is opposed to the let them run campaign. I just, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. If you're opposed to the let them run campaign, then you're racist. You're racist. Okay. That's all I got. That's all I got. Thank you, Megan. Thank you so much. Oh, and I would also like to note that the cheetahs that are now horses have requested that no jockeys ride on their backs during uh, the races that they compete in because that would that would impair and and hamper their performance. Okay. Any any questions? Welcome to Hard Lessons with Bill Underwood, Episode Seven. A lot of you folks have uh, an old man in your life or know somebody that does, an uncle, grandpa, cousin, brother, maybe your dad, who runs around saying, I never get sick, I never get sick, and they never do. Chances are they're a Korean War veteran. My dad was a Korean War veteran. He spent his 16th birthday in battle fighting the communist Chinese. But his unit got snowed in, they got cut off, and although they were able to ration the food supplies, the corpsmen ran out of supplies, they didn't have any medicine, and a lot of guys were sick from the cold. It was severely cold. A lot of guys were dying from pneumonia, flu, and other lung-related problems, and they ran out of medicine. And just out of desperation, the corpsmen decided to start giving them what they had left, which was malaria pills, and lo and behold, Guys that were flat on their back, all but dead, three or four days later, were back on the front line, better than new. That's why those old men run around saying they never get sick. They've got a doctor that will prescribe hydroxychloroquine to them. Think about it. They know. Those old men know the truth. Nobody will listen to them. Third segment, here we go. I want to mention North Valley Paralegal. That's right across from the uh, Sutter County Sheriff's Department in an office complex there at 1110 Civic Center Boulevard. Uh, Civic Center's right off Highway 20. And uh, you can you can see Nellie Garcia, who is the best paralegal in the area. And she is over there in Suite 202A. And you drive in when you see the placard that'll have the 100 suites, and then they'll have the 200 suites. And when you look up at 202A, it will not say her name unless they've changed it recently. I was over there a week or so ago dropping something off, and and uh, Senator Jim Nielsen's name was there because she took over his suite when he left office. So it, whether it sell, says North Valley Paralegal or Nielsen for Senate, uh, just go in there and you will find her. She will take care of your legal needs. And she is a bright lady and she's nice and she's honest. How can, how can you get any better than that? Honestly, if you, you should call over there and probably make your life more efficient and make an appointment 
and you can call 530-751-9289, 751-9289. If you take all your legal needs to an attorney, it's, it isn't a, a wise decision because uh, it uh, it's very expensive. You don't get good care. And uh, they are not kind people all the time, and they're not honest all the time. I've had my share of attorneys that have been dishonest. How about that? Sad to say, isn't it? Isn't that a sad thing to say? Also want to mention uh, Dr. Joe Cassidy. Uh, Joe and I are longtime friends. He is a, uh, a doctor, takes care of the med- just general medical doctor. But he also has a specialty in caring for addicts and helping addicts get free from their addiction. So if you have anybody you know or you have a problem, and I have people call me every once in a while, say, Lou, I listen to the show. I am struggling with alcohol, dude. I, I need some help. And uh, whatever that is, no, no problem. We are there. We're here for you. Uh, I do not get paid for this. I just help coordinate, get people to the help they need. And Dr. Cassidy is a doctor, so he works for the clinic there at Peachtree Health. So there is a charge for a visit. But the way we help, want to help you is send you over to see him at the health, at Peachtree Health. And you probably have some kind of insurance, Medicare, Medi-Cal, whatever. They can take it. Peachtree Health, that's 530-749-3242, 749-3242. And if there's any problem getting through on the line or they're not paying attention to you, they don't answer the line properly, if they if you get them on the line, just say, hey, I need, a, uh, I need an appointment with Dr. Cassidy. Sometimes they'll ask, hey, wh- uh, what's the problem? Just say addiction, give your name, blah, blah, blah. Get in there. If there's a problem with that, you can text Dr. Cassidy, 530-682-8648. That's his personal phone. Do not text him or call him at night. Do not call him during the day. Text him during the day one time. Just say your name, your phone number, addiction. He'll get the point. Or if all else fails, you get really frustrated, just dial me up and I'll either talk to you or, or however you want to do it. Text back and forth, talk, whatever. And again, my name is Lou Benninger, and you can, uh, my number is 530-713-1838, day or time, Monday through Sunday. No worry. Just let's get it on. We're, we're interested in getting you the help you need and, and getting free, get free. It's, you know, people are happy when they're free. I don't know anybody that likes to be locked up. I don't know birds, animals, humans, nobody likes to be locked up. And many times you're locked up in your own life, even though you're sitting out on the stoop in front of your house, you're totally bound by some kind of narcotic or alcohol or something. So let's get free and let's get it on. Our, we got hundreds and hundreds of friends that once were bound, now they're not. They worked their way out of it. We're going to help you get out of it and uh, just give us a shout and we'll get you there. So, uh, okay. I wanted to mention uh, Yuba College is a mess. Yuba College, it's called Yuba Community College District, is a entire, is a, it's a physical, that's P-H-Y-S-I-C-A-L, physical. In other words, the places are terrible out in Linda. And it's a physical, F-I-S-C-A-L, that means finance, physical mess. You get what I say? Hang on. So, so there's a number of college campuses that were extensions of the original Yuba College, which is on North Beale Road in Yuba County, just outside of Marysville. So they added, they added campuses in Woodland and Lake County and Calusa County and various places, and then they they charged people out of from eight different counties, but but not everybody in every county pays the same. 
in Yuba and Sutter County, all of us in Yuba and Sutter County that owns property have bonds that we're paying on in addition to our property taxes to pay for the uh, improvements. We thought the improvements we were pitched back in 2006. They they got one hundred and ninety million dollars. They got OK to go out and get that money. And we thought that Yuba College at Northville Road, which is really old, it had been it's not as old as one of the uh there's an idiot that is on the board from Woodland and he says at Yuba College the way he said it was that the plant, the Yuba College facilities and North Beale Road were hundred years old. That's just absurd. He he does not know he can't find his rear with both hands. So the college is not that old. But, you know, anything, if you do not take care of it, will fall apart, right? And then what you do, if you're on a board, is complain about it falling apart. And then, you know, what you do is you say, well, we had it evaluated. And they told us it's cheaper to shove it over than, than fix it. Now, you know, only in government can you do that. You don't see that done with housing or, you know, or commercial buildings. They just fix them up. Only in government where they have a bottomless pit of our money can you say to do that. So they got $190 million, and instead of develop, improving the Beale Road Yuba College, they built a new facility, brand new bought property, and built a brand new facility in Sutter County, okay? But then they spent a lion's share of the money over on these other campuses. And now we find out that Woodland Community College does not even want to be affiliated with Yuba College, but wants our money. So they took our money, tens of millions of dollars, and building brand new buildings at the Woodland Community College and over at Lake County and Calusa. And none of those places want to be Yuba College anymore. They all want to be Woodland Community College. Now, I don't really care what they call themselves or what they want to belong to. I, I really don't care. I find it, I, I don't want to pay for a bond in, in Yuba County that goes to pay for something in Yolo County or Calusa County or Lake County. I don't have anything against those people. I just think the, pro, the, the principle of it is wrong. I think I've been lied to. I've been uh, raped. I've been financially raped. And uh, I think I've been defrauded of my money, right? And so uh, these people have spent this money over there. In fact, they just got $1.9 million to build a soccer field, and they don't even have a soccer team. They don't have enough people. Now, my friend has been filing Freedom of Information Act requests, and they don't want to respond to them. Do you realize that at one time in this country, the government, uh, you could ask them a question and they would answer it. Now they won't do that. You have to file a FOIA. They call it a Freedom of Information Act, and then we put request on the back of it. And then the government said, you got to file this, and then they have 10 days or sometimes 20 days to file, but they rarely do respond, and many times they won't give you what you're asking for. They play games with you. This is not a transparent government, and Yuba College has been playing hide-and-seek for a long time with all of our bond money. And many of us are paying for two, three, four, five bonds. And then we got to pay high school bonds. These are in addition to your property taxes, people. This woman writes, good grief. 
How much clearer could we make it? A third grader could e easily understand it. Two separate formal public re records requests have been submitted to Yuba College. One, an accounting of where and what projects the Major J funds, that's $190 million, were used for. We submitted it in February, and we never heard a thing back. And so uh, so here's the request. And, and they're, they're confused out there at Yuba College. And these people are supposedly the smartest people in town. And they make a lot of money. Let me tell you how much the people working on this that aren't can, can't figure it out are getting paid. Well, there's a, a there's. Let me get down here. Sorry, I need to get down a little farther. Coal Deep Core, she's making two hundred thirty-seven thousand six hundred seventy-five dollars and sixty-eight cents plus uh, of salary and benefits per year. She's vice chancellor of uh, Emer Administrative Services. Then you got Davender. Baines, she gets $184,179.25 salary and benefits. These are in 2021 figures, so they get more money today. She's director of physical services. Then you got Sonia Lawland, $216,319.38 salary and benefits per year. She's a vice chancellor of Ed Services. And then you got Cassie Leal. $96,553.22 salary and benefits. Institutional effectiveness. Those are the people working on this record request. Now I want to, I'm going to say, okay, here's the record request. Good morning. I'm requesting the current student enrollment numbers at each Yuba College campus. There's five or six campuses, right? Is that, is that, you think they should have that at their fingertips? She said, I want the information for each campus separate. Please do not combine the student enrollment information with another campus. Question, how many full-time students are enrolled at each site? How many part-time students are enrolled at each site? This information should be readily available and not labor-intensive. So she, then she describes the site. The Marysville Linda campus, Woodland campus, Lake County campus, Sutter County campus, Clusa County campus. Is that confusing to you? Well, I'm telling you, this million-dollar group over here, they can't. They got their undies in a bundle over there. If your department does not have that information, please direct me to the department person that does. I would like, I would uh, like to have this information no later than one month from today, May 12, 2023. If you cannot provide that information by that date, please notify me and the reason for the delay per uh, California Attorney General's office. So. Uh, she's been in contact with the California attorney general's office and getting instructions on what the rules are. So they did. She said, we did receive a response on the second formal records request, but it was not what we asked for. And the numbers are totally skewed. If you try to find YCCD current enrollment online, it shows enrollment for only two sites. I won't get into the numbers, but the numbers are crazy. Some people are saying that at the Calusa site, they only have 500 people or they only have 100 people going to that Calusa site. Should we be supporting a college campus that only has 100 students? Millions of dollars for a college campus? It's crazy, people. These numbers are crazy. They got a head count of like some 18,000 people. So that recently there was a college somewhere in California is one of these community college that 
is being called under the carpet for illegally fraudulently inflating their numbers to get more money. These numbers are ridiculous. Drive by any of the sites. Look how many cars are out there, people. It's ridiculous. I'm not even going to read these numbers to you. They're, they're inflated. They're lies. These people are lying. Typical of government, they're liars. She said there's no way that these numbers are close to being correct. These numbers are completely wrong. Where did Miss Cor get these numbers? No information on full-time or part-time. That's what I asked for. Now they want to do a video chat, explain what we want, what we want. So she just laughs. Absolutely ridiculous. What do you not understand about this? No video chat. I'm not going to do that. We want everything in writing. So there are now four YCCD employees. I read them to you involved to try to respond to a simple straightforward record request you people are disgusting you can't figure out just a straight answer how many people full-time how many people part-time at each one of your physical campuses and we got two three we got a half million dollars a year we got five to six hundred thousand dollars a year for four women that cannot answer this question that's ridiculous that's what's wrong with education today. I wouldn't want to go to Yuba College. It's BS anyway. It's a waste of time and a waste of money. Answer the question. Do your duty. You work for us, Yuba College. You do not, you're not our, our overlords. If you can't add and subtract, quit. Go work at Walmart. By the way, did you hear that four, four Walmarts have been shut down in Chicago? And we have this idiot mayor. I'm wondering, you know, I know, I know some want, I, I have lots of black friends that are really smart and they're classy people. Why do we always get screwy, mentally ill black people running Chicago? This guy comes on and explains, well, this is a trend in Walmart nationally that they're shutting down Walmarts. But, and so there is some Walmarts being shut down. And I don't know all the reasons, but I'll tell you what the local one here in Linda was going to be shut down for. Oh, you didn't know that it's it. They have huge sales there. They sell that their sales numbers are huge, but you know what their other huge uh, problem is thefts. Why do we trade money? You make huge sales, but if people steal all the profit by carrying stuff out the door, it's no good. So this guy in Chicago blames it on the trend nowadays instead of dealing with the problems of Chicago. I'm telling you, does anyone in government take any responsibility anymore and just say, it's my fault, man, or it's my predecessor's fault? Blame somebody. You know, give us a reason that people are walking in and stealing from all the Walmart or Target or whatever ones or Walgreens, 17 Walgreens closed in the Bay Area. Oh, we're going to blame Walgreens, really? <laughs> You're going to have no stores in the Bay Area. That place is going to be a, a, a zombie pit before it's over. Yuba College, they're lying. They're lying about where they, they want to know. We want to know where they spent $190 million. Do you think if you had a $190 million and, and you spent it over a period of years since 2006 that you could tell us basically where you spent the $190 million. Well, I bought this property over here. I bought this over there. I spent 50 million here. I bent 10 million there, 6 million there, this, that you couldn't do that. 
You're totally confused like these Yuba College people are. They can't tell us that. You know why they don't want to tell us? Because the entire school is collapsed. It's a fraud. It's smoke and mirrors. You ever heard that term? A lot of young people don't even know that term. They don't know much about anything because they went to a stupid school system like we have today. They they turn out stupid kids. I, I don't like people to, t- you know, piss on my boots and tell me it's raining. Don't tell me the kids are brighter than ever. They are brighter than ever. I can tell by talking to them. I don't need to see them do arithmetic. I can tell by talking to them. It's crazy. Yuba College, come clean. Quit lying. Quit covering up. You know, they took some of that money, I think, and they, they, they abandoned their administrative building and, and moved into some $325,000 a year digs in, on Plumas Street. They just give them up. I don't know why they got there, and I don't know why they give them up. They blew all their money. It's not my fault. They want more bond money now. These bonds won't get paid off till long after I'm dead, I think. Why should we? It's like getting a car and and the payments go on so long that the car is in the junkyard before you pay off the payments. It's crazy, people. These people are nuts. These government people are nuts. Well, let me give a shout out for we we're almost ready uh, to land the plane here on the first half of the show. So let me mention. uh, Greenitz Construction, one of, one of Dave Greenitz's guys, been working over at the house. He came kind of, I had to tear apart a closet to get into some plumbing stuff and redo it and old, take out the old, put in the new. Had leaks. We got problems. We had big problems. And so AJ was over here, clean as, everything's clean as a pen, fixed everything, put put the closet all back together so Davey Painting can come over here and paint it so green is construction i'm gonna give you two web i'm gonna give you a website and a facebook page green the color green etz greenettes construction.com and i'm and dave green it's construction facebook page just go there and check it out i'm telling you if, if you're gonna spend a lot of money in your kitchen baths or a remodel you don't want to waste your time on humbugs people not showing up not coming on time leaving the place a mess not doing not getting the wall straight not getting no colors right not getting the tile right come on people if you want the best, give them a shout. You can text them off those platforms or you can text or call them at 530-682-9602. 682-9602. Dave, when he was a teenager, used to be a roadie. He used to chase around the uh, Grateful Dead. So ask him for a, a deadhead discount. Lou said to do it. Okay, we're going to be right back and we're going to start the second half of the show. behavior is disgraceful and the deaths the children assaulted the children raped they are at your feet and if you had integrity you would resign and i will tell you the men and women of the border patrol they've never had a political leader undermine them they despise you mr secretary because you're willing to let children be raped this is a crisis it's a disgrace and you won't even admit this human tragedy is a crisis what the senator said was revolting i'm not going to address it 
Your refusal to do your job is revolting. <clears throat> Your monthly electric power bills could look a little bit different in the next few years. The state's three biggest utilities, SoCal Edison, PG&E, and San Diego Gas and Electric, have put forward a new proposal that would charge customers based on their income. Those who earn more would pay a higher flat fee. The companies say the plan would lower the bills for those who need it the most and would improve billing transparency. If it's approved by the state, the plan would not take effect until 2025. So you don't think the homelessness problem is going anywhere in LA? Not at all. In fact, it's going to get worse. How bad? From 2011 to 2021, LA County spent $6.5 billion on homeless initiatives. The homeless count went from 39,000 to over 80,000. It doubled in size. If we get rid of the homeless, it ends a lot of careers. How many people are going to volunteer to end their career? I mean, if you give enough money and resources and the people are honestly doing the job and cured whatever it was and that problem is gone, the money stopped. How many of these people are going to argue? to end their job. They're not. They have a career that perpetuates itself. The homeless industrial complex is alive and well. The amount of money that's pouring into the nonprofits is just incredible. There's no oversight. There's no accountability on the results. They just keep shoveling money at them and the problem keeps getting worse and worse. The top 10 CEOs of nonprofit, $800,000 a year. They were making more than twice what I was making as sheriff. And the size of my operation dwarfed all of them by combined. But that's that tells you the influence, the money involved. Democracy is at stake in this election, Nevada. He made it clear that democracy is at stake this November. Our democracy is at stake this November. Democracy is at stake. Our democracy is at stake. But the future of our democracy is at stake. We all know democracy is at stake. This is the most important election uh, coming up because democracy is at stake. Nothing less than the future of democracy is at stake. Really? It's nonsensical to Americans, most of them, because isn't this democracy? Dissatisfied with one thing, we're choosing another? Isn't that our most basic right? No, not according to the people you just saw. And keep in mind, those weren't just talking points you heard. The people mouthing those words believe them sincerely, every one of them, and they're emotional about it. Because if the Democratic Party goes, so do they. I do believe there has been a coup and it's been taken over. And if I want to, if I can, I want to just put the date in my mind. And you, anybody could pick probably any date in the last hundred years. But I have picked, uh, I have picked November 22nd, 1963. What happened on that day? That was the day Kennedy was murdered by our government. Wow. You know, by the CIA. Yep. Dulles was put on the committee to investigate <laughs> it. So, But he was going to make sure they told the truth. It was a big force. But that was a big day in history in my mind. Yeah, that was the beginning of the hostile takeover of the American government well, by the spy agencies that, of course, have been becoming more powerful, less unaccountable by every decade. They've been doing more crazier things. And then we came to Iran-Contra. They've been getting away with so many crazy things. They've never, never been held accountable. And for every decade, it's like, oh, yes, the last decade the cia did something really horrible but they but they were never held accountable for it but they're definitely not doing it now but well they are Here we go again. Uh, we are starting the second half of the show. And uh, 
Just a reminder, again, go to freedomcode.net. Go to Sutter County Say No to New Taxes Facebook site. Go to Yuba College, hashtag five, hyphen vote no. Let's stay up with what's going on and get active. We just redid that uh, freedomcode.net Facebook site. I think you're going to find it interesting. It's not just a fate. It's not Facebook site, but a website, freedomcode.net. It's just not a site that once you look at it, you can go back a month later and see the same thing. We change things. It's kind of like on the front. It's kind of like not a newspaper, like a daily newspaper, but a uh, periodical. There'll be new things on there all the time to keep you up to date with how the government is trying to kill you and take your property, kill, take your take your rights, take your stuff. And uh, and it, even if you're not from California, you're going to find plenty, plenty, plenty. Most of it is going to be stuff that you're going to think, I needed to read this. I needed to read this. So I just want to tell you that. Uh, just like a lot of the show I do here is fits all the way across the America, not just over here on the left coast. So uh, I wanted to mention, uh, have you forgot about the Boston bomber? Remember the Sarnaf brothers, T-S-A-R-N-A-E-V, Sarnaf brothers. And uh, you remember the one brother ran over his older brother trying to get away, ran right over his older brother. Isn't that some kind of cosmic justice there? So the younger brother, Zokar, remember that they set those pressure cooker and they, they exploded these pressure cookers out there and blasted. I don't know whether there's nails or metal all over and killed. How many they how many they kill? I don't know what it tells here all the damage they did. But uh did you know that lots of guys in prison got COVID money, in jail got COVID money, all over the United States. And you know that Zokar Zarnev, people have been putting money on his books. You ever put money on a prisoner's books? I have. So he got fourteen hundred dollars worth of corona money. The government is too stupid to be able to sort out who should get the corona money. So they were sending it to people on death row as well as other people. So now uh, uh, federal court ordered Zarnoff to turn over $1,400 in coronavirus relief funds he received along with other money sent to him to get to the to victims for restitution. You know, sometimes when you do some gnarly stuff, you not only get jail time, but you need to pay back your victims. So he, this remember, this is a 2015 bombing. He was ordered to pay more than $100 million in restitution. Remember, people got their legs blown off if they survived, right? And Sarnoff has three hundred eight. $3,885.06 in his inmate account. Funds that came from COVID-19 relief check you received, da-da-da, as well as deposits from individuals and groups. Yeah, people probably fell in love with him. That is a nice guy. He just blows up people every once in a while. So he said he's been splurging on gifts, support, and books to his siblings, money that was supposed to be paid to restitution. Isn't that adding insult to injury, as someone once said? Remember, it was Tamerlan Sarnoff, the older brother. Uh, 
they packed the cook the pressure cooker bombs. The pressure cookers were packed with ball bearings and nails, and then they exploded right at the finish line near, near the, and they killed three people and they injured hundreds of people. Seventeen people actually lost limbs. You could probably Google it and find out who lost their limbs and go see them because they still the limbs are still lost. They didn't find them. They didn't bring them back. The Sarnoff brothers planted the homemade explosives at the Marathon finish line in 2013, I guess. Yeah, April 15th. Wow, that's just like, that's almost like an anniversary right now. So, anyhow, uh, the government... Can you can you mention any institution of government that's doing we just we just talked about Yuba City Unified, right? The guy says, I'm in charge of taking care of vetting everybody, and by golly, I'm gonna do it. And and whatever happened the other day, I'm I did that's not my fault. That naked that naked black girl in there where you could see where her vagina started down there. And you could see the bottom bottom 50% of her breasts. That was not my fault. But it's the protocol's fault. It's the, rec- the rules' fault. And we are loving your kids and going to have safe kids. Yeah. It can, name me the institution. Send it to me, please, really quick. 530-713-1838. Text it to me. The institution, did you think, oh, yeah, that institution of government... We can count on them. Pandemic-related fraud totals billions. That means the government took our tax dollars and gave it to people that did not, were not entitled to it. it says California is slowly clawing back some of the estimated $20 billion in unemployment money stolen by domestic and international criminals including people in our own prison system. How disgustingly embarrassed. Do you think anybody, 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 one person would take responsibility for this? Nobody. Money earmarked for jobless relief during the height of the pandemic. Friends of mine didn't get any jobless relief. And now Gavin Newsom's suing him for $120-some-thousand because they cut hair, for God's sake. God forbid they cut hair during COVID and now they're going to have to pay Randy Mitchell. They want him to pay 120 some thousand dollars because he wouldn't, he wouldn't give uh, Gavin Newsom a blow job, get down on his knees and beg for mercy and lick him. Think about it. People look at it. What it really, what it is. Gavin Newsom is an adulterer, thief, liar. And he's suing, he's using our tax dollars to sue a guy that tried to provide for all the families of his barbers by allowing them to work during COVID. And he he wants to run him out of business. He's trying to get the people where his landlords to run him out of business. He's trying to do anything he can. Tried to get the DAs to run him out of business. This guy is a criminal at the top, Gavin Newsom. And he's portraying Randy Mitchell as a criminal. He gave our tax dollars to criminals and he's coming after hardworking barbers and calling them 
a, a ne'er-do-well. He's, this guy says, Assemblyman, uh, let's see, Jim Patterson, Republican State Assemblyman and Vice Chair of the State's Committee on Accountability for what an embarrassing committee and administrative review. It's too late and too little, he says, and even the systems they presently have can still be defrauded, said Jim Patterson. It isn't good enough. Nationally, the total amount of unemployment insurance fraud is staggering. The U.S. Department of Labor Inspector General said to Congress, you know how much he thinks we lost? You and me, $163 billion went to the wrong people. Some of you that actually legitimately were deserved unemployment money didn't get it. They didn't give it to the people that deserved it and worked for it. They gave it to the people that didn't. It's called UI Benefits. In California alone, fraudsters use stolen Social Security numbers and stolen or made-up names. They made off with what state officials conservatively estimated $20 billion. Some people have said $300 billion. That's Anyway, this is so embarrassing. You know Diane Feinstein. She's been in the hospital for a long time. She took the jabs, you know. Now she's got bad shingles, and she's at the end of her life. She's in her 80s. I don't wish uh, bad things to happen to Diane Feinstein. I I think she does despicable things as a senator. But I feel bad for her as a human being, and she's sick. I I uh, hope she gets well. Do you know that someone claimed? benefits under her name diane feinstein and they got paid unemployment benefits under diane feinstein's name somebody got paid under the name of john doe you ever meet john doe you ever meet eat miss you ever meet mr poopy pants did you ever like say go down and say hey poopy long time no see or mr pants long time no see good to see you Nice pants, poopy pants. Well, poopy pants got money from EDD. A lot of people that were barbers and stuff, they couldn't get money from EDD. But poopy pants did. John Doe did. Diane Feinstein did. The key to the kingdom of unemployment insurance benefits was a social security number, according, according to McGregor Scott. You know, McGregor Scott, he's kind of got an interesting name. He's a U.S. He's a former U.S. attorney for the Eastern District, California. I always get thrown by the Eastern District. It seems like it should be the Western District, but they call it the Eastern District, California. I'm not going to argue with him. Maybe they got a district out in the Pacific Ocean. The state hired Scott, McGregor Scott, since he's retired probably, but as soon as you retire, you can go back as a special investigator, special counsel for the fraud task force to help coordinate investigations. Let's go hire a bunch more people and go find out that money we lost. We, it's not our fault, man. It's the system's fault. It's like the principal at Yuba City. It wasn't my fault. The system was supposed to vet that person. We're supposed to have an uplifting rally. Not some gal that looked like she was ready to get knocked up and taken up the backside. 
Oh, yeah. And and then they blame it at nighttime. They always say, okay, we the the pregnancy centers, the pregnancy resource centers, we couldn't catch anybody because they did it at nighttime. And if criminals do jobs at nighttime, according to Attorney General Merrick Garland, it's so hard. It's so hard to find them. So Scott says, and with the dark web and the black market, everything's dark and black that is evil, right? And with the dark web and with the black market for Social Security numbers, these transactional criminal organizations like the ones in San Quentin and Folsom Prison (laughs) have a very large number of Social Security numbers to work with. They said they they made all those false claims. People probably made false claims. I got a note the other day says I I should I should have got some money. I didn't get any money from these people. They said call us. I call them. They ever never can get through. What's up with that? <clears throat> There's balance sitting on these <clears throat> on all these de- <clears throat> debit cards that the Bank of America has recovered. They, they they captured $1.1 billion, man. If I had got some of that money, I'd have spent it right away. Got it off that card. They just let it linger on that card. He who hesitates is lost, it said. Scott says the fraud task force has also helped law enforcement arrest more than 500 people and secure 203 convictions. We even got a former EDD employee who stole more than $4 million in COVID-19. A former EDD employee. I thought they vet these people. This is a government employee. Gabriela Yarenas, who also uses the name Maria G. Sandoval, was sentenced earlier this year to, to more than five years in prison in order to pay Nearly $4.3 million in restitution. Well, do, are they going to hold her to it, or are they going to let Sarnoff order some top ramen there? Anyway, they said, oh, we're all on this. Just like the Yuba City principal, we're on it. Like, I can't believe we had a, a whore, a little whore, show up and do our rally. Oh, yeah, I've tried to get people speakers for this high school. Oh, well, we couldn't have him. Oh, well. He 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 like a Christian guy. Wait, he's a church guy. Oh, we can't have that. Oh no, they bring in a little two-bit whore, little whore. That what you want? You know, it's interesting when they made fun of that that cheerleader over there at River Valley. That old Tom Russer. He's now superintendent of schools. We get these pervert type guys and promote them like Jim Whitaker. They just promote perverts in the, our school system. Hey, woke woke Osumi over there. Are you promoting perverts still? I, I guess Osumi, she was hot on it on that uh, slave auction they did over there to raise funds for the football team, so she fired all the football team. But she going to fire anybody on this deal, or we just like, got, oh, well, you know, you know, uh, you know. Yeah, I feel sorry for the girl. That doesn't mean we should have her speak to all the kids. You know, I feel, I work with heroin addicts. That doesn't mean I want... Wanted to turn my grandkids on to heroin. You think we've hit a, hit a new low in the school system? I'm telling you, people, have you seen this gal? 
I'm going to go watch our YouTube. I'm going to tune you all into our YouTube. And, and I don't know whether this Yuba City Unified uh, gig is on YouTube. Some people say it is. I haven't seen it. I, but just the, the still photo got, got my attention. People are saying we need a forensic audit. <laughs> has Gavin Newsom, can, has he done anything close to being right? Do you know that he even screwed the... Uh, his uh, campaign manager's wife. He was on it. He, he could. He, he wasn't happy enough with his own wife. <laughs> he, he just bang. He was banging the, the the campaign manager's wife left and right. He is a piece of work, man. A pervert, liar, fraud, thief. It's, you know, this is the type of people we want to promote in America. Like this principal of Yuba City High, he's probably a supporter of Gavin Newsom, that boy or, or girl, whatever she, he is. Oh, we, we don't even know how we can't call him that anymore, can we? It's just like unbelievable, unbelievable. Okay. Well, we got a couple minutes left. Let me give a shout out to, uh, let me see, to Ted Holmes and the plumbing doctor. These guys, will, they serve Yuba Center area. And uh, they're easy to get a hold of, and they respond, 530-671-9111. 671-9111, they'll take care of your plumbing needs, even if it's kind of complicated. They just don't clean out the lines, but if you need to snake a new line underground or you need to re remodel some part of your house to get the plumbing straightened out, they got you. They do it all. So uh, plumbing doctor, my friend Ted Holmes, we've been friends for over 40 years. That guy is great guy honest guy he's been all over the world giving his life and his money to help people that are struggling so 530-671-9111 and uh, they will take care of your business and then we got monty heckard elite universal security at 5548 feather river boulevard dial them up at uh 530 they're looking for workers part-time full-time guards as well as they're looking, uh, they'll take care of your business. They'll they'll provide security for your business, for your home, for your ranch, your industry, whatever it is. They they got people on the on walking. They got people guarding, going into government buildings. They do all kinds of things. They're operating all the way from the Oregon border all the way back down this way. So if you're listening to me from another county, uh, call them at 530-749-0280, and they may hook you up right where you are and give you uh, some training and uh, get you squared away to be an official secu security man, official security man. And uh, you can go on their website at elite, E-L-I-T-E, -E -E, universalsecurity.com. Check them out and find out what's going on. And uh, actually, if, if you don't have anything to do with security, but you just got a gun and you don't know how to use it or you need some training or you need a permit or whatever you want to do, they can help you do all that at their place. They even have a gun range. You can go out there and practice, practice, practice and get it all dialed in tight. So when you need to and you need to shoot somebody, you'll drop them with the first shot or two and just be gone with it, be done. And uh, get get business taken care of, okay? So we're going to land the plane here, and we got two more segments to go. And thank you for listening.
That language is completely confusing and erroneous. <laughs> well, it is confusing. What's confusing is why anybody would think that an app like this to allow illegal immigrants to literally reserve a time to come to the border and then be ushered in without an interview, without follow-up, without tracking, is stunning. It's absolutely stunning. Let me ask you in my very short time remaining is, something is, else about Chinese is, nationals. I've, I've only got a minute left. That is false. Let, let me ask you about, about the, the Chinese nationals who we all saw coming over the border, busloads of them, and then being released in the American interior. What's the, what's the percentage increase of Chinese nationals who crossed the border this year, Mr. Secretary? Let's just focus on maybe the Rio Grande Valley. Uh, the, number of the, the number of Chinese nationals encountered at our southern border uh, has increased significantly. Do you know how much? Over the past. I don't have the precise percentage. I do. It's, not, it's 900% just in the Rio Grande Valley. What I have noticed and what law enforcement leaders have noticed across the country, not just California, is that the people that we're dealing with are becoming more and more violent. There's just zero respect for law enforcement. And when I was a deputy and you told someone they were under arrest and you explained it to them and you tell them to, okay, turn around, put your hands behind your back, and they did it. Now you fight with them. As soon as that person knows that they're getting placed under arrest or they sense handcuffs are coming out, it's a fight. There are certain things that have happened recently in society that we feel are contributing to this. And the mainstream media and some outlandish groups that are just extreme that are really labeling law enforcement as bad. We're all criminals. We all arrest people that shouldn't be arrested and we all frame people and we kill people. That's just not true. What that does is those people that we deal with, it makes them believe that they should fight. And when you hear politicians, when they make comments that you need to resist and fight back, that takes a toll. It can't be a coincidence that we're seeing this increase of violence recently. Well, I think the most dishonest labels is calling the crisis a homeless crisis. Homeless to me implies you want to actually have a home. We're really dealing with here is a drug abuse and mental illness issue on a scale we've never seen before. But our public officials want to call it homelessness and the solution is to throw a lot of money at or an ideology they call housing first. Uh, we're seeing unit costs between seven, $800,000 per unit. It doesn't even have a kitchen. This whole idea that they're going to build their way out of it is insane but it's also the kind of this lack of personal accountability we're going to give you a close to a million dollar beach condo without asking you to go to rehab without asking you to take even the smallest step towards recovery it doesn't seem like in california any of our elected officials or the sort of influencers and powers that be want anyone to actually get better they just want to throw more money at it. if you can't even talk about what the cause of the problem is if you can't mention the drug addiction and the mental illness going untreated how are you ever going to fix the problem the Russian foreign ministry is claiming that the U.S. and Russia are now in a hot phase of the war and implores the U.S. to resume some kind of dialogue. But NATO is not interested in peace talks. The U.K. is sending depleted uranium, and the U.S. is continuing its biolabs program in Ukraine. The largest military air exercise in NATO history is scheduled for this summer. They have to call it an exercise, otherwise NATO would have to admit that they are at war with Russia. Starting next month, thousands of NATO troops will create a united front in Europe against Russia. The U.S. has been exposed for destroying the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, and America's facade of a moral high ground is quickly fading. The Pentagon leaks say that Ukraine is losing the war, both sides have threatened the nuclear option, and the Ukrainians have already attacked a nuclear power plant. 
We are one desperate action away from a nuclear war with Russia. China is now simulating precision strikes on key targets on Taiwan. And the moment they invade, the U.S. will go to war with China. The Uniparty and the media have been focusing on China for several weeks now, and U.S. Senator Lindsey Graham is already prepared to start sending troops. But the Department of Defense is warning that the U.S. doesn't have enough munitions to fight China. The millions of rounds of ammunition that the U.S. has sent to Ukraine has drained stockpiles, which will take years to replenish, making it an opportune moment for the CCP to invade. Days after Xi Jinping brokers a peace deal between Iran and Saudi Arabia, rocket attacks are launched at Israel from multiple locations. Last week, in response, Israel launched attacks against Lebanon, Gaza, and Syrian military targets. The Jerusalem Post is calling it a multi-front Middle East war against Israel and claim that Iran is behind the attacks. Israel has been calling up battalions of reservists. The Iranians are reportedly preparing to attack Israeli ships sailing through the Persian Gulf and the Arabian Sea. Last week, the U.S. deployed a submarine with a Tomahawk missile payload to support Israel. If Israel goes to war with Iran, the U.S. will be involved. The U.S. is looking at three different theaters of war. They've already depleted their munitions in their losing proxy war with Russia. And they've depleted their military with clot shots and tranny psyops. Meanwhile, the Bank for International Settlements, or BIS, is preparing for a one-world digital currency. The BIS was created in 1930 to centralize the central banks. Project Icebreaker is the BIS plan to control all international transactions between central bank digital currencies, similar to what FedNow is planning to do in America on the national level. The decisions being made by the big banks for the economic reset are hugely unpopular with the awakening masses. But these criminal big banks have three catastrophic wars to launch as smokescreens while they eliminate their opposition and write the history books of tomorrow. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. seem to be doing everything right tonight for a refreshing break sometimes i quit i forget touching if you on this deal if you miss one button you're all goofed up you know we hear all these stories about you know the problem in the united states we wouldn't have so much crime if the cops would straighten up isn't that odd the cops are the problem this is a real double speak and a lie so over the last decade Black Lives Matter. I had some when this Black Lives Matter thing stirred up. I wrote an article exposing Black Lives Matter, and the Territorial Dispatch wouldn't run it. That was kind of the end of my run with the Territorial. They don't have a backbone over there. They're nice people, but they just you know when you got fear in your life, you got fear in your life. And they wouldn't run it. I told the truth about Black Lives Matter before it was cool to tell, 
And uh, so over the last decade, Black Lives Matter and leftists and libertarian groups dismantled our criminal justice system. They said, hey, the problem with the justice system is we're putting people that did crimes in jail. Police forces were defunded. Pro-crime prosecutors refused to lock up criminals. Have you ever heard of pro-crime prosecutor? Is that a ridiculous statement or what? Federal and state prison systems released tens of thousands of criminals and early. They let, let them out early. And a wave of legislative decriminalization legalized everything from shoplifting to drug dealing and mugging. I was walking guy. I You know, I, I spend a lot of time in my house now because I work out of my house. So when I take a break sometime, have a cup of tea or coffee, I'll sit and watch out the front window and just watch the tweakers and people on Trank and people on uh, fentanyl stumble down the street, and nobody does anything about it. Just like, it's good. We're good. Pee, poop, rolling, rolling, everything's good now. Pro-crime policymaking that eliminated public safety and costs over 3,000 lives in 2020 alone was done under the guise of, we're fighting racism. <laughs> and races were dying. Statistics that showed black people weren't, were more likely to be arrested, imprisoned, and shot during criminal encounters with police were used to spread conspiracy theories, falsely accusing the criminal justice system of racism. You know, they say if more blacks than whites are in prison, that means we were racist, like, as if there's an equal number of crimes being committed by every ethnic group. That's just nonsense, people. That's stupid think. But liberals are mentally ill, so it comes natural to them. What all, with all of these racist conspiracy theories popularized by politicians, the media, and the entertainment industry, what they ignored was that black people were the far more likely to be crime victims, and not by white people or Asian people or Mexicans, but by blacks themselves, black on black. Even as BLM riots got underway, black people in surveys, right? Even in the midst of BLM, black people that were surveyed opposed police defunding. They wanted the police because they needed their help in their neighborhoods. The opposition was so vehement that Democrats not only abandoned the issue, but claimed that they had always been opposed to it and ran against their own position. Despite years of false claims portraying black people as victims of a biased criminal system and uh, accused cops of being slave catchers and repressing minorities. Surveys of black people continue to tell a different story. When you act, actually ask, ask black people that are working and sending their kids to school, raising families, they got an entirely different view. 33% of white Democrats want, uh, on, there's only 33% of white Democrats want to reduce crime. Isn't that crazy? I'll say that again. A Pew survey, PEW, found that while only 33% of white Democrats wanted to reduce crime, 63% of Hispanics and 66% of black people thought that fighting crime should be a priority. BLM does not represent your black people. The charlatans do not represent your black people. Leftists and libertarians lied that the war on drugs was racist when it was actually pushed by black groups. 
including the NAACP, which demanded the death penalty for drug dealers. Did you know that? The NAACP, the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, demanded the death penalty for drug dealers, not white people. The same Pew survey sh showed that while only 38% of white Democrats answered that reducing the availability of e illegal drugs should be a priority, 57% of Hispanics and 60% of black people believed that it should be. Stopping illegal drugs should be a priority. Now, the Kaiser Family Foundation survey shows that black people are far more likely to suffer from crime than white people. Well, why would you stop the police from being in there, in there to stop crime then? The survey meant to generate support for unconstitutional gun laws. Instead, and unintentionally, they demonstrated that crime hurts black people the most. Black people f incredibly prey upon black people. It's really sad. Kaiser survey noted that three in 10 black adults have personally witnessed someone being shot. Have you ever seen someone being shot? Really? You haven't? Three in 10, 31% of black adults have personally watched someone be shot. If you've never seen anybody be shot, you're living in a different neighborhood, hotshot. One-third of black, ad black adults, 34%, have a family member who was killed by a gun. 34%. Do you know anybody in your life, in your, in your acquaintances, that has been killed by a gun? 32% say that they worry all the time about themselves or family members being shot. Do you worry about all the time family members being shot? I don't. I got, I live in a crazy neighborhood here. I've had gang fights right out in front of my house and I've got my gun out, man. I ain't putting up with it. I'm not going to shoot somebody because they're a gang member, but if they get funky, uh, I'm not going to let it go down. One in six of black adults say they don't feel safe at all from gun violence in their neighborhood. Did you know we had an 11, 11 year old boy out in Linda? Linda Oliver shot by a stray bullet when stupid guys were shooting out, out there. 11-year-old boy, fine young man, a relative of one of my friends. Here, here's the facts. One in six of black adults say they don't feel safe at all from gun violence in their neighborhood compared to 2% of whites. Whites basically feel safe. One, one in four also bought a gun to protect themselves. Black people are dis proportionally affected this is going to blow your mind when i i'm not going to get into all the all these incredible statistics you know what the title of this crime killed a quarter of a million black people that's the title of this you think oh yeah we're gonna make it rough on whites you're not making it rough on whites you're making it you're destroying the black community once again liberals pro-crime policies Pro-crime means let it happen, folks. Pro, that's for criminal. Led to the deaths of an additional 2,244 black people in 2020. That's according to John Hopkins University, folks. In 2021, out of every 1,000 young blacks from 15 to 34 was shot and killed. One out of 1,000. And more than half of all black teens, 15 to 19, who died in 2020, 
a staggering 52% were killed by gun violence. CDC numbers show that homicide is a leading cause of death among black men. Not cancer. Not diabetes. Not tuberculosis. Not AIDS. Homicide, leading cause of black men under the age of 20. And from the age of 20 to 44. White men are killed by guns at the rate of 3.15 per 100,000, while black men die at a rate of 48.16. Three versus 48 people. That's not white men killing black men. That's not black men killing white men. That's that's murder in the, the white community. Men dying and black men dying from murder. 48 per 100,000 versus three. That's not racist, people. That's behavior in your own community. Pro-crime policies increase crime and kill thousands of black people every year. That's the that's the truth is what's going down. I had a black woman get all, I, I thought she's a friend of mine. She asked me to speak on this Black Lives Matter deal. I was right in the middle. I thought, I'm not going to do that, honey. Oh, she's pissed at me. She She just... She's wearing her confused feelings on her sleeve. Every time pro-crime politicians free criminals, pro-crime prosecutors refuse to prosecute violent crimes and legislators eliminate bail, the impact is felt most strongly among black people, not white people. Law enforcement is not racist. Getting rid of it is. I'll say it again. Law enforcement is not racist. Getting rid of it is. I'm telling you, uh, my son-in-law is a sheriff's deputy in Orange County, and he's a great guy. He's a great father. He's a, he's a great citizen, and he is not racist. And he's he is. Uh, you put him out of business, you're losing a wonderful person. That's stupid. Stupid thing. He's about to retire, and he's thrilled. He's getting out. My my daughter's thrilled. He's getting out. When what when a common community depends more on a particular service, losing it has a dear, a clear disproportionate impact. Keeping the peace, arresting offenders, and dispensing justice is one of the few primal duties of a government. I'm telling you, when the government lets the police, uh, when the government politicians cause the police to let everything go you, you don't have a government anymore we don't need a government if if you're not going to police we don't need you let everybody go and let people just fend for themselves screw you the breach in the social contract there's a breach in the social contract between the citizens and the government if the government will not take will not keep the peace if you're not willing or you're not don't have the backbone to keep the peace you broke the contract between people and government. Most crimes are committed by repeat offenders. Did you know that? Many times a, a guy is arrested. He's committed hundreds of crimes and only got for one. The only way to interrupt the cycle of violence is to lock people up. When people are locked up, the violence stays inside that prison. The thefts stay inside that prison for the most part. Successful, tough on these social scientists that say, oh, you know, you're causing the problems, the system. That's not true, people. That is a lie. 
When your Walgreens shut down, that'd be your politician's fault. If Wal- if if Walmart ever shuts down out over here, it's the supervisors of our county's fault and law enforcement. Successful tough on crime policies in the nineties that people just oh the nineties, oh three strikes you're out. That's terrible. I'll tell you, I've had hundreds of people speak for me that were out of prison. And and they I'll tell you what, that three strikes and you're out scared the hell out of them. They did not want that three third strike. Successful tough on crime policies in the nineties made cities safe once again and led to an economic boom in the inner cities. Manhattan's Harlem was went from a danger zone to hosting Bill Clinton's office. But in 2022, crime increased 44%. The Clinton offices have mostly moved down to the Wall Street area now. But where where they remain in central Harlem, crime went up 32%. Next door to West Harlem, it's up 133%. This is black communities, people. Because of crazy DAs and politicians. That means that Bill is less likely to tour the Apollo Theater, but it also means that most black residents are the ones feeling the worst of it. We're talking about millions of people, black people, suffering. One study counted 286,000 and change firearm deaths among black people from 1990 to 2021. Think about it. Those aren't whites and Chinese killing blacks. They're blacks killing blacks. 286,000 and change. That's a quarter of a million deaths more than. Some of them were due to suicide, but suicides are much lower. Did you know that suicides are much lower among the black population than they are? Most white men kill themselves. That's the high group. To see a quarter of a million deaths, I'm telling you, the left does not have any problem with black people dying. That's why they don't have any problem with big-time black abortions. They're racist people. I'm telling you, the people that are screaming racism are the ones that are killing the black people. Those quarter of a million deaths have been largely self-inflicted. Not, not, they're not killing themselves, but they're self-inflicted because of their political leanings. Same way with the welfare state. There's no reason why people are on welfare except the, the state makes it easy for them. It makes it easy for people to kill each other as well. Let nutso people run around and just shoot at people, think it's cool. These the, the deaths and welfare were aided and abetted by a white liberal policymakers who had come to believe that what the black community really needed was for the government to enable its criminals. That's what you got, people. I'm just telling you. That's why one out of every 1,000 young black men are dead. Think about it. Pro-crime policies. You hear what I said? Pro-crime means we want criminals. We want crime, more crime. Pro-crime. We don't want to crack down on crime. You get it? That is racist. 
that enable a crime epidemic that has killed more black people than the total number of battlefield casualties of all races in the Civil War. More black people died in the year of Black Lives Matter than our entire death toll in the Iraq War. Think about it, people. Pay attention. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Can it be worse than this? In 1991, 12,226 black people were murdered. For the first time that year, more black people were killed than white people. Is that a bad sign, people? I'm telling you that over 90% of black homicides are committed by blacks. Blacks are on both sides of it. So if they catch them, you've ruined two lives. You've ended the life of a black and you've ended the life of a black by putting them in prison for the rest of their life. It's a bummer, people, but that's what we got. We got a bad situation here. Bad situation. I wanted to talk to you. Let's see. I don't know how much. I got just a minute and a half left here. See what to do here to just launch something. Or what am I doing here? All right. I'm going to. You know, they, the bill, the HPV bill, the mandatory vaccine bill that the state legislature passed. And, you know, the Republicans had no backbone. No, there's no notice of of uh, James Gallagher speaking out against the mandatory vaccination, which is a, a bad chemical. AB six five nine. What do they call it? They don't call it HPV. They call it Gardasol, or that's the chemical. That's the medical name. Uh, let's see if I can see it. So. ABC 659, it is the public policy of the state that pupils are expected to be fully immunized. That would do it for me, people, if I had kids in school. Just pull your kids out. They do not need all the immunization. Many of them are contributing to autism. They want to be immunized against the human papillomavirus. You don't need to do that. Uh, They need to have it before admission to the eighth grade. Uh, upon a pupil's admission or adv- advancement to the sixth grade, the government authority shall submit to the pupil and the parent or guardian a notification containing a statement. Anyway, tell in other words, they're telling you, you've got to go get your kid vaccinated. There, there's far too many vaccinations. They're not proved to be helpful. Students who are 26 years of age or younger are expected to be fully immunized against HPV before they go into, so now you can't even go into university just you know it's just ridiculous people all right we're going to be right back and do our final episode
going to reveal a mystery behind what happened in the shooting at the Christian school in Nashville. A stunning truth you're never going to hear in the news. This is Jonathan Kahn. I'm not in the studio right now. I had no time, but I wanted to do it right here. What happened in Nashville, that shooting at the Christian school was horrifying. And though the target was Christian children and Christian adults, there wasn't one single article in the mainstream media speaking of anti-Christian hatred or violence. Why was that? Some of the media actually appear to be blaming Christians for the shooting, since Christians are not generally for transgenderism and the shooter was transgender. Many media outlets didn't even mention that. But months before this happened, a video game came out that was created by a transgender video game designer encouraging virtual violence and killing against those who are not in favor of surgical altering. In the game, they are to be killed, including a virtual minister. And before the massacre happened, a transgender activist planned Day of Vengeance. A trans Day of Vengeance was planned. The Bible speaks of spirits. In Hebrew, they're called the Shedim. Translated into Greek, it became the word daimonia. We get the word demon from it, demonic. Shedim means the destroyer, those who bring death. When they possess a person, they seek to remove the individual from his or her nature and purpose, whether that means their humanity, their gender, their sexuality, their personhood. That's how they begin destroying him or her. The possessed person becomes a danger to others and to himself or herself, harming others, harming themselves. The Bible says that the Shedim or the Daimonia, the demonic spirits, were behind the gods of the ancient world. 2,000 years ago, the gods were cast out of Western civilization by the power of Jesus. But behind the gods are spirits, and Jesus gave a warning, which can be translated into modern terms to America and to the world as this. Any culture, any nation, any civilization that's been delivered of these spirits or gods, if it should ever turn away from God, these spirits, these gods, these demonic entities will come back to repossess it, repossess the culture, repossess the people. America has cast out God. Now we are witnessing the taking over of our culture by these spirits. That's why what we're watching is so irrational. That's why it's so demonic. When I wrote The Return of the Gods, I wrote these words. I said, if the gods or spirits that were cast out with the coming of Christianity returned, would they not come back with a vengeance? And would not their vengeance be focused on those who cast them out? Well, who cast them out? Christians did. So these returning spirits, demonic spirits, will turn their vengeance, their fury against Christians. Now think of what happened in Nashville to those Christian children and adults. I wrote of the plans of demonic spirits to attack Christians in the return of the gods. It came out in September 2022. Seven months later, the attack took place in the Christian school in Nashville. Now, when I wrote the book, I revealed three central gods or spirits that are now taking possession of America and the West. I call them the dark trinity in the return of the gods, spirits that lie behind everything. What's happening? What's happening to your children? One of them was called the Enchantress in the book. I reveal that ancient inscriptions concerning this goddess, it says that she turns a man into a woman and a woman into a man. This is the god or the spirit that alters gender, transitions man into woman, transitions woman into man. The inscription also reveals that the God, she's the God of parades that celebrate the bending of gender. And especially, she especially possessed a, a, a culture in one month. Which month? The month of June from ancient times. 
She was the goddess of pride, and she possessed June. She had a priesthood called the Asinu or the Kalu. They were men who dressed up and acted as women. Some of them were surgically transitioned with organs cut off. One of the ancient transcriptions I put in the book describes the transitioned men dancing in front of the goddess, carrying scalpels as if to celebrate their transition. The spirit is taking over our culture and our children as I speak. It's not about the people, it's about the spirit behind them. The spirits are as much against those whom they possess and use as the ones who oppose them. The word Shadim means destroyer. These spirits bring destruction. They're always after the children from ancient times to now, whether killing babies in the womb or outside of the womb, they target children and they target Christians now. Christian children are all the more in their crosshairs of the goddess and of the spirits. The goddess took possession of her priesthood. So the men who appeared as women and the women who appeared as men were possessed by the goddess. But Jesus warned that when the spirits come back, they come back worse. So now that same spirit that bends gender is seeking to possess an entire generation of children, to confuse them, to start transitioning them, to surgically remove their organs. How could we do that to them? What could possess somebody to do that? A spirit could possess them. The trans women shooter was one of the confused souls of this generation. Now, could there have been an actual demonic possession behind what happened at that Christian school? And could there have been an actual sign that what happened really was from the spiritual realm behind the news? In the gospel account of the demoniac or the demonically possessed man, it goes like this. It says, they came to the other side, the disciples with Jesus of the Sea of Galilee, into the region of the Gerasenes. When he got out of the boat, immediately a man from the tombs with an unclean spirit met him. He was living among the tombs and nobody was able to bind him anymore, not even with a chain or with shackles. The chains had been torn apart by him and the shackles were broken into pieces and nobody was strong enough to subdue him. Constantly, night and day, he was screaming among the tombs and in the mountains, cutting himself with stones. He dwelt in the tombs. The tombs would have been caves in the rocks. They were hollows, hollowed out space. He dwelt in the hollow. In the Matthew's account, it says the demon-possessed man or men were so, so fierce that nobody could pass that way. He terrorized the people of the town. He presented a danger of physical harm and he harmed himself by cutting his body. So the shooter at the Christian school sought to bring destruction to others and then to herself. She wrote a note saying, I plan to die that this day. The, the demonic spirits bring destruction. The demoniac or the demon-possessed man dwelt in the caves, the tombs, the hollows. So the demon-possessed person dwelt in the hollows. The one who killed the Christians that day was named Audrey Hale. What does Hale mean? Her name means the one who dwells in the hollows. The killer's name, the Bible reveals the demon-possessed dwell in the hollows. The, the name of the killer actually means the one who dwells in the hollows. Could there be even more signs of a dark mystery taking place in the spiritual realm that you're never going to hear on the news? In the book of Revelation, it is revealed that the number of the beast, the Antichrist, is 666. I'm sure you've heard of it. You see, you see it in movies like The Old Man about demonically satanic uh, possessed people. 666, the number six is linked to man. Man was created on the sixth day in the form of three, 666, the number of God. So six appears as three, it's man as God, the beast, the Antichrist. 
How many people died? How many people Christians were killed by this woman named Hale, the one who dwelt in the hollows? She killed six people. She killed three adults. How old were they? One was 60, the other 61, the other 60. Six, six, six. They were all just about 60. Did she know that? I'm sure she didn't, but the spirits do. Six, 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 the mark of the beast, the number of Satan, as in one who is possessed by a demonic spirit. The killer had no idea, but the spirits that possessed have an idea. In the worship of Satan, signs and numbers are often inverted as in up, turned upside down, as the enemy is an inverter. How many children were killed? That was the adults, six, six, six. How many children were killed? Three. What were their ages? Nine, nine, nine. What happens if you turn it upside down? Six, six, six. Nine, nine, nine is the inversion of six, six, six. So three adults, six, six, six. Three children, the inverted, six, six, six. The shooter had no idea. The spirits did. The changes that are taking place in our nation and Western civilization and the world are not natural. They're not, not rational. There's a, they're part of a mystery in the realm of the spirit. They're not just possessing troubled individuals. They're possessing celebrities, pop stars, organizations, institutions, media, school systems, government, leaders, cultures, our culture. And for you who are a follower of God, you who are, you're a Christian, you're a true believer, be warned, they're after you. And even if you're not, if you're created in the image of God, they're after you. They are affecting everyone, every one of you watching this right now, you're dealing with it in one form or another, whether you know it or you don't. They're after you, you're a target. That's why I wrote The Return of the Gods to reveal and to arm those who would be armed for what's coming. There's only one power and force that's able to overcome these things. It's the power of God, the presence of Yeshua, Jesus, the Redeemer, and that's why you need him in your life. We war not against flesh and blood, it says, but against powers, principalities, rulers, spiritual forces in high places. God is greater. Make sure you're right with him. Make sure he's in your life. Make sure you received him for real. Make sure you're born again. You're saved. And if you don't want to miss the messages that are going to come forth from this site in the future, make sure you press subscribe. And until next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, be strong in the power of his might. Shalom. going I got the time clock going I'm feeling all positive and everything so I want to mention this that uh, just trying to figure out what to do here I got a few things I want to cover oh here's something that's in I was going to talk about this last week but I think I ran out of time Sarah Sanders I think I talked about this. I'm going to skip this. She She's cracking down on crime, like opposite of what I just talked about. She's banning parole for rapists, murderers, and human trackers. I'm telling you, don't commit a crime in Arkansas. Stay away from Sarah Huckabee Sanders. She's going to throw down on you. And if you fuss around with fentanyl, 
She signed a Fentanyl Enforcement and Accountability Act, which will allow drug dealers to be charged with murder if they deliver drugs that cause an overdose. Come on, baby. That's going to take it up to another, another level. You know, over here, we, we actually, during COVID, you could sling as much fentanyl as you want, and you could have as much and spread syphilis as much you want. They did nothing to stop it. Now we have a huge epidemic. And now, so this week I heard they had a big old task force. That's what they do in California. You get together, talk about something, and you walk away and feel like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, we're dealing with this. Oh, yeah, we had a big meeting. The husband says, what would you talk about today, honey? Or the wife says, what would you talk about today? Oh, well, we had a big meeting. Dr. Lou, oh, she's strong. She's like all, all up in everybody's business about fentanyl. No, I'll tell you what happened. Yuba County is now rated number one county in california for fentanyl overdoses you know why because dr lou chose to pass on it and try to convince everybody that covid was going to kill everybody what a nutcase this gal's mentally ill and then she turned around and doctors were reporting syphilis to her to her people during covid you know what they said to the doctors we don't have time to deal with syphilis syphilis we're dealing with covid Oh, yeah, they deal with COVID. They said COVID's killing people. The only thing that's killing people were people's other problems or uh, the fraud that Adventist Hospital provided to cash in on millions of dollars for putting COVID on the death certificate or putting people on the ventilator or putting people on remdesivir. This was a collusion. You remember, you know what collusion is? That means a health officer was colluding with all these people put COVID on everything, write COVID on everything and get all this money. It was a fundraising, uh, ploy. Sanders is getting serious on it. She says she's making all these convicted people convicted of several felonies, including manslaughter, fentanyl delivery to serve at least 85%. No letting people out halfway through cutting their time in half. All we cut, cut everybody's time in half. She's going to prevent people who commit first-degree murder, aggravated robbery, child porno- pornography possession, or 21 other felonies from being released early if their crimes were committed after 2024. This thing is giving criminals a heads-up, baby. Like, pack your crap and get out of town and commit your criminals over there in some other state, like California, where they'll just, like, wink at you and say, better luck next time, dude. Don't let us catch you. All right. Well, I'm going to leave her there because I want to talk about something else that um, I want to talk about Porter versus Green. That's a a title I gave. You know, this gal I talked to about her last uh, week and uh, Katie Porter, California. She's hoping to run and take Dianne Feinstein's Senate spot. And this gal looks like a, a fighter. She looks like a WWF fighter. And uh, she accused her husband of like, uh, what do they call it? Uh, Not child abuse, but uh, spousal abuse. There you go. Domestic violence. But this gal just puts a whipping. You know, there's some gals that just put the whipping on their husband. They take a frying pan to him. They stab him. They hit him with a hammer. They cut their penis off. You know, these people are serious. That's Katie Porter. Her husband, man, he wanted out of that deal. He thought, I'm going to get killed over here with this woman. And uh, even her staff says this gal's gnarly. She like bite your finger off. You like stick it in her nose. 
and so Katie Porter, uh, her husband said she was boiling some potatoes and got 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 her uh, undies in a bundle and just dumped the boiling water right over his head, potatoes and all. Used to whack him. I'm telling you, he's there's there's a lot of women out there that treat treat a guy better than Katie Porter. She's gnarly, and her staff said she's gnarly. So Katie Porter from California, she's a congresswoman from California, complained to talk show host Stephen Colbert, or how we would say Colbert, about the struggles of working with conservative congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene from Georgia, or MTG as they call her. The Democrat staffers, though, the people that work for Katie Porter, said that Porter is a difficult one to work with, said that gal will cuss you out, kick you to the curb. I think we should be more honest with the American people about Congress being a mess, says Marjorie Taylor Greene. The truth is it's hard. It's hard to go to work every day. Uh, oh, this is uh, Katie Porter. Said, it's hard to go to work every day with Marjorie Taylor Greene as a colleague. That's what she told Colbert on his late show. But Porter, who is running to replace, as I mentioned, 89-year-old Diane Feinstein. Do you think we'll ever have anybody that's 100 years old serve and fall asleep and drool on their paperwork? <clears throat> Porter, people claim Porter is not easy to work with either, according to their staffers, who raised complaints about the congresswoman last year. Sasha, Sasha Georgiades, a Navy veteran and former wounded warrior fellow, for worked for Porter, told Fox News that Porter made rude and racist comments to staffers and ridiculed people for reporting sexual harassment. Uh-oh, uh-oh, you mean Porter, she's wanting to have sex with some of her staffers? She made multiple staffers cry, and people are generally so anxious to even staff her because if anything goes wrong, she flips out on whatever staffer's present. That's like that wonder what that uh, Yuba City principal is going to do about that naked girl, half-naked girl. Is he going to take responsibility? Is he going to flip out on somebody? She talks to staffers just however she wants. Oh, baby, I bet her husband knows that story. Text messages that surfaced in November show Porter's berating Georgiades for contracting COVID-19. In other words, Georgiades got sick. Got the cold. She got a bad cold. Georgiades alleges the congresswoman also made fun of individuals whose parents passed away from COVID. They didn't pass away from COVID. They passed away from probably diabetes or pneumonia or something. Porter staffers posted complaints to Dear White Staffers, a Twitter and Instagram account for Capitol Hill staffers. They like they're they're whistleblowing. He said, I don't want to get hot boiling water and potatoes poured over my head. I heard about her husband. So this whole this whole article, although she went after Marjorie Taylor Greene, it it degenerates into a venting session of people attacking Porter as a brute. Maybe she's a lesbian. And she wants to sock people all the time. 
gets all violent and everything. Wants to get manly. Maybe she takes testosterone. Oh, baby, we got problems. We got problems. So anyway, that's. Uh, that's that's Porter. All right, I'm going to go back up here. I got, uh, as usual, I always have a lot of extra stuff to talk about. So I want to, we just have 10 minutes. So um, I wanted to give you some, you know, tax day just passed. I didn't, did you file your taxes? I didn't file mine. I just sent him some money and just said, I'll catch it later. <clears throat> but for years I filed perfect on time year after year last couple of years i just been saying i i'm too busy you know if i drop dead i don't care whether i file my taxes or not right but a lot of there's a lot of misconception about taxes and um one of the problems is if each of us had to write a check to the government for our taxes throughout the year like quarterly taxes or weekly taxes oh we would uh our government would be running much differently. People would be much more conscious of how many tax, how much taxes they're paying. A lot of times people say, "Oh, I I don't pay any taxes. I get money. To, I get money back when I file my taxes." That that just yeah, you paid taxes. You just paid too many taxes, and they're giving some. You're giving a little bit back. Most people in the bottom fifty percent that earn any money. Of those earners, 50% of the earners in the United States don't pay federal taxes at all. Did you know that? You feel, oh, we're paying all the taxes. I think the rich people should pay more taxes. Now, I know we're paying taxes on hundreds of other things. They're paying recycling taxes. We're paying water taxes. We're paying excise taxes. We're paying uh, property taxes. We're paying, we're tax taxes. I'm just talking about income taxes that everybody has got to deal with. Whether you pay them or not, you got to deal with it. The tax center said 61% of Americans paid no income taxes in 2020. 61%. Now, this is federal. Last year, it was down slightly. 57% paid no taxes. None. I'm talking about federal income tax. There's lots of different taxes, as I mentioned. There may be 100 different ones. I'm not saying we're, these people got off easy. I'm saying they didn't pay any federal income tax. This year... It's going to be. It's going to go down again. It's going to be more than forty percent will pay no tax at all. If everyone paid something, you could bet our debt wouldn't be so high because there would have been a revolution already. So the tactic of withholding federal income taxes from paychecks and then sending out sending out refunds is a tactic to deceive people. People actually get euphoric when they get a refund, even though they took the money. It's like somebody stealing money from you and giving you a little bit back. You think kind of euphoric, right? Instead of being troubled about the money being taken anyway and wasted. Uh, these statistics, I think, should be a wake-up call. We call it Instead of income taxes, income tax, income redistribution day. We just went past it. April 15th was the official day. Many said the majority of Americans continue to be bothered by the feeling that some corporations and wealthy people do not pay their fair share in taxes. Really? Listen to this. 
The top 1% of taxpayers accounted for more in, more income taxes paid than the bottom 90% combined. Do you hear me? 1%. Well, you you know, why do people hate? I don't hate pe- wealthy people. I think if they make a jillion dollars, thank you, Jesus, right? I don't have a problem with that at all. The top 1% of taxpayers accounted, that means the, the, the top 1%, that means they made a lot of money up there, accounted for more income taxes paid than the bottom 90% altogether. It's not even close. The top 1% taxpayers paid $723 billion in income taxes, while the bottom 90% paid $450 billion. For the top 1%, that's 42% of, of the taxes on 22% of the income. The bottom 50% paid $39 billion or 2.3%. You know, it's just, it's the, it's the wealthy that are carrying the load. It says, we'll conclude with one of Ronald Reagan's many fitting observations about government taxation. Republicans believe every day is the 4th of July and Democrats believe every day is April 15th. So, I don't know how you did. I don't know how I'm going to do. I haven't figured out my taxes yet. I just put it off. I had other things I'd rather do. So, I just, nowadays, I just I don't want to do taxes. I just don't do taxes. I just send them a little money to keep them happy. And then I'll get the paperwork in eventually. Yep. So a lot of people, you notice April 15th landed on the weekend. So you had actually till Monday, this Monday, what was it, the 17th to file. And uh, it says, this guy writes, don't worry that your tax dollars are being used to pay for wasteful or immoral things under Joe Biden's administration. Most of your tax dollars were actually spent a long time ago, and we're, we're just now playing catch up because we're, we're deep in debt. You ever notice when you're deep in debt, you already ate the food you charged three three months ago, or you 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 already took the plane flight, you already took the vacation, you already enjoyed all that, but you're still paying for it, right? Most of your tax dollars were actually spent a long time ago. We're just playing catch up, right? Because the government has already spent more than they take in, but so we're playing catch up. You see what he's getting at? Okay, maybe that's not so comforting on this, on income re- redistribution day, but that's effectively Biden's argument when it comes to raising the debt ceiling. I won't get into all that because I don't want to confuse you. So uh, that's that. So hopefully you won't keep repeating the thing if some people aren't spending, they're, they're not tagged with their fair share. Did you see where this... Uh, Real quick, this guy, Jack Texera, he's a young guy, man. Doesn't even look like he's shaved yet. Pentagon document leaker Jack Texera was arrested Thursday, and according to Attorney General Merrick Garland, I think they arrested him during the sunlight because they can't find people at night. Uh, so he he is re- arrested for allegedly unauthorized removal, retention, and transmission of classified national de- defense have you ever remembered anybody else do that same thing that was connected to the government? Well, social media users have responded to this uh, arrest of Jack. 
calling for the arrest of Alex Vindman. Do you remember Lieutenant Colonel Vindman when he admitted being interviewed at a Senate uh, in, in investigative committee about the uh, accusations of Donald Trump colluding with Russia? Remember that? You remember that Colonel Lieutenant Colonel Alexander Vindman, one of the most prideful people you'll meet, even if it's meeting on the flat screen, he admitted while being questioned by the House Intelligence Committee Tuesday that he had leaked information. Oh, he said leaked. He leaked information? Vindman? Lieutenant Colonel? This other guy's just like a Army First Class or something. This is a lieutenant. He leaked information to an anti-Trump whistleblower at the center of the Democrat partisan impeachment proceedings of the president of the United States. Vindman attempted to provide talking points to Trump prior to his infamous Ukraine phone call and then leaked. He leaked. Did I say he leaked? He leaked a mischaracterization of the call afterward. Vindman was directly confronted by California Representative Devin Nunez. Nunez asked, Lieutenant Vindman, did you discuss the July 25 phone call with anyone outside the White House on July 25 or 26? Or if, if so, who did you discuss it with? Yes, I did, Vindman responded. Vindman was pressed about the details and asked who he spoke with regarding the phone call. Vindman said he talked with two individuals who were not in the White House. Vindman was asked to provide the names of the people he'd spoken with, but was cut off by then-Democrat Chair Alan Schitt. We need to protect the whistleblowers, he said. Please stop. I want to make sure that there is no effort to out the whistleblower through these proceedings. If the witness has a good faith belief that this may reveal the identity of the whistleblower, that it's not the blah, 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 blah. Vindman was accused of leaking national security information, but never served any jail time. Does this mean, my friends, that if you leak information with the Republican in office, we're good to go. But if you ever leak anything with, with a mentally ill president from the Democrats, then we we're gonna have to you're gonna have to serve a big old sentence for what do they call it traitor being a traitor maybe that's being a traitor. One Twitter user made it clear that he believes that there's a two tiered system of justice in place. No, not in America. America is fair for the poorest person to the richest person. The screen now is screaming at me saying, "It's over! It's over! It's over!" So this is it for this week, and uh, Lord willing, we'll be back next week. But something may happen, and it might be out of my control. So you take care. God bless you. Bye-bye. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom. to myself what a wonderful world I see skies
Dark sacred night, and I think to myself. 